Let's get to my first prop here. It is a scoring champ in the Golden State game. All right, so we have Kawhi, we have Curry, we have Clay, and for some reason, the prop is only set at 83.5 points. That's ridiculous. Currently, Vegas has Leonard pegged for 30.5 points, Curry pegged for 33.5 points, and Thompson pegged for 23.5 points. If you do the math there, that is 86.5 points is the over-under here, and you are getting two times your money if you win. Straight up, 100 plus 100 odds is a ridiculous line for this prop here. All these guys, they may slightly miss the over-under on their points, but chances are Clay, Curry, or Leonard, all of them can go off of 40 in this game. So most of them are going to miss their prop on the under by two to three points. Kawhi, when he's missed it pretty much this entire series, has only been one to two less than his total. Same thing with Curry, same thing with Clay. They're all going to be very close, and one of them is likely to score ten more points than their prop. This is game six. They're going to leave everything on the line, and if it is not close at the end, we know that Clay and Curry are going to be chucking at the end of the game. This prop is an absolute lock here. If you want to go with a 5X prop, if you want to go with the 3X prop, go ahead. But I just went with the 2X prop and then taking my guaranteed profit here. All right, next up, we have a 2 out of 2 rapid fire in this game. All right, so we have Curry versus Kawhi. Total points here. This one was a little bit tricky. Kawhi currently pegged at 30.5. As I already said, Curry pegged at 33.5. So you would think that you would go with Kawhi here. Both of them have the same juice on the under, but I'm taking Curry. I think that Curry goes absolutely off this game. Most of the games this series, Curry has beaten this 3.5 prop on Leonard here for points. So I'm just rolling with Curry. I don't care. This is a little bit of a gut feeling, and just looking at the numbers, it seems too low. So I'm just going with Curry. Next up, we have Green versus Siakam. Rebounds, two point, plus 2.5 for Siakam. Siakam's current prop set at 7.5. Heavy, heavy juice on the under. Greens set at 9.5. Heavy, heavy juice on the over. That means most of the Sharps are thinking that Green's going to go over, Siakam's going to go under, so I am taking Green and moving on. Next up, we have a 2 out of 3 over under in this game. All right, so we have Green over under 8.5 assists. Currently, Vegas has him pegged for 8.5 assists with heavy juice on the under. I'm taking the under here. I think it's going to be a little bit less than that, probably around 7 Vegas agrees with me, so I'm rolling with it. Next up, Leonard over under 2.5 steals slash blocks. This is a ridiculous line. You take the over. Every single game this series, outside of one, he's been around five. He's going to be doing everything he can on defense here. He's going to be working hard, and he is going to easily hit the over here. 2.5 is a ridiculous prop to set, so it's pretty much a guarantee that he gets the over here. Next up, we already talked about Curry, 33.5 points. I am taking the over. It is just way too small a prop. I think that in game six, he's going to be doing everything he can. Durant's obviously not playing this game. Curry should crush here. I think he ends up with 40, chance of 45, even if they don't win this game. So go with Curry and move on. All right, last up, we got my late night dagger. But before we get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the YouTube channel. A lot of these props can change throughout the day. So if you don't get a notification and watch this video, right after it comes out, there's a decent chance that some of these props could go down. We try and keep them up all day, but any number of injury news can change things drastically. It's more applicable in baseball than it is basketball because obviously someone could not be in the lineup. But it can happen with any of these. So like, subscribe, and leave any of your favorite props in the comment section or any questions you have. We'll try and get to them throughout the day. But 
Let's get to my last pick here. It is a two out of three rapid fire in the same finals game. All right, so I already talked about it. Curry versus Kawhi. I'm taking Curry, giving up the three and a half. I don't care what Vegas says. I'm taking Curry here. It's not really close for me. Next up, Green versus Siakam. Already talked about this one, too. Already told you I'm going with Green, and it's just an easy one. Vegas likes the over on his prop and the under on Siakam. So you just go with the guy that a lot more juice is on. Last up, we have Lowry versus Van Vliet. Total assists here. Kyle has just been good for the majority of the series. Start off the first game, not great, but since then getting six plus and most of the time around nine in every single one of these games, he's a guarantee for six. Van Vliet over on the other side, only around two in pretty much every single game. Yes, he has some upside for more, but Vegas is more on Lowry. The numbers are more on Lowry. It's just that simple. You go with Lowry and you move on. Collect your money. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Good luck on all your props tonight. I will be back again next week, giving you some more Monkey Knife Fight props here. Good luck. Enjoy game six. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
Hello, Grinders, and welcome to The Draft Show. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with Britt Devine after tons of technical difficulties. Despite him having a better phone than me, my phone is up and running. We got the Draft app going over here. Britt, how's it going over there? Dude, the screen shares don't work. I got the, the top-end iPhone, right? And things don't work. I feel... I understand now what Dean feels like going through just an average day where he doesn't know how anything in life works, you know, technically. Just have uh, the problem with the screen sharing software. So uh, thankfully, Mangone, uh, back from Las Vegas, uh, was able to operate his phone effectively. Yeah, I've got, got everything up and running for us. We're a little behind, but that's okay. We'll still have fun. It'll still be an awesome draft show. Uh, I believe we got some things to talk about, Brick. Can you uh, tell the people that before we dive into the drafts? Yeah, there's like an RG badge promo. Uh, Devin, if you've got a link for everybody, uh, it's a way to get free premium content, you know, showing your badge uh, whenever you place high in Roto-Grinders tournaments. And uh, we wanted to give a couple of guys a shout out for a recent Roto-Grinders member rocking their badge that took down some GPP. So if you're out there, Jetty Ray, Mr. GPP Cash, uh, we got GB Roll Clones, Ranger Derek 65, Dr. Uh, I, I don't know, Doc DJ Rebel X. All right, that's what that one is. Loaded for Bear, Kurdank and uh t manny max i think i got all those uh pronounced correctly just a few uh, other rotor grinders members been rocking the badge in recent uh weeks uh that have uh, i believe finished top 10 in a certain tournament and uh it's a quick and easy way to get yourself rotor grinders premium it's like 40 bucks a month for rotor grinders premium if you happen to take down a tournament with your rotor grinders badge on certain tournaments we'll hook you up with that. You just got to kind of follow the instructions in the thread there. So uh, I always like free stuff, right? Free t-shirts, free hats, uh, fr- free Roto-Grinders premium. I get that, you know, we get that because we work on the back end here, but uh, anything free, Travis, uh, sounds good to me. Yeah, you are all about the swag, man. Uh, the, the swag is, uh, Britt Divine. you may as well name your middle name swag. Uh, Britt Brit Swag Divine, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, whenever we have a child, uh, if it's a male, his first name is going to be Swag, so... Yeah, we're gonna have to get them RG RG baby gear, basically. <laughs> no, better, better collective gear. We're gonna get the we're gonna get some of that stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm sure that'll be coming in really soon. I'm sure you already have the better collective gear. But uh, listen, let's dive in. I'm about to send the draft out, and then we can kind of start talking about the slate here because we are behind uh, because of the technical difficulties. Are you ready to go, Brick? Can I fire this draft away? Yeah, I got the fast fingers. I'm ready to go. All righty, here we go. Gonna name this one, and we'll name it. Let's see. Uh, we'll just name it Dean's Fault. How's that sound? And we'll go in three, two, one, go. Let's see. Oh, there it is. I got it. I'm in. All right. In, in in like I see Mr. Mean Mode. I'm doing a dynasty draft with Mr. Mean Mode right now uh, uh, on, a, on another website. So uh, hat tip to Mr. Mean Mode out there. Well, spe- speaking of these like crazy drafts you do for football in, you know, June, uh, talk about the best ball championship. I'm sure you've been in a ton here on draft. Talk about it a little bit for the people. Yeah, so uh, you win a million bucks playing best ball. You can draft now. Uh, I always tell you uh, draft. I think I'm pretty sure no one really got the date data of when the winner drafted their teams from last year. But if I was to guess, the earlier you draft, as I blast everybody's microphone, uh, <laughs> The earlier you draft, probably the better in those best balls. So study up. There's a lot of content out there. You can go to Fantasy Insiders, kind of like the season-long leg of Roto-Grinders. You can get some information on that. And uh, all over the internet, uh, Mr. Mean Mode, uh, he's always in those a lot. He does a lot of football stuff. uh, So do I. I think I'm up to like 150 best balls that I've done already on drafts. So uh, there's some guy that uh, I saw, this was a couple weeks ago, at 600. 
he's probably up to like a thousand now. I thought I had a problem. Uh, he, he definitely has a problem. <laughs> Wow, already 600. That's crazy. Uh, definitely looks like a fun time, though. Uh, I haven't dove in yet, but I'll dive in, I'm sure, eventually as we get a little closer to football season because we still got baseball season going on. And we should talk about this slate, Britt, because when I fired up this slate, I said nine games. That's good enough for me to definitely get some cash action oh, going yeah. today and load up. And the pitching is pretty good, right? We got some really household names at the top. DeGrom, Kershaw. David Price, Boyd's been really good this season. Uh, Flaherty, he's another guy that we'll talk about that's cheap around the industry. And other names that people know, right? Like John Gray, John Lester, Skaggs, Hap. Just a lot of names that people know. Granky. Uh, so talk about this slate. How are you kind of breaking down the pitching? Uh, I think uh, DeGrom's definitely too cheap, you know, if you're looking, you know, on a site like DraftKings. Uh, on Draft Today, right, so I think there's six pitchers that you want. You got DeGrom, Kershaw, Price, Boyd, Hap, and then Flaherty. After that... I think it kind of gets, I mean, you could play a Granky, you can mess around with a couple other guys. It gets uh, a little difficult. So if you happen to play the six mans, I, I've been liking those because it doesn't really matter at pitching. I think what you get, I think there's six really good pitchers. Uh, so I, I played a couple six mans before. I really liked how my teams turned out. You can get good bats, you can get a good pitcher. And if you wait on pitcher, I think your bats are going to be better than the, than the people that go a little bit early. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, that, that that's what I've liked on draft today so far those six mans just enough pitchers this one would you make a 10 someone's going to be hurting a pitcher for sure oh yeah I'll try to get a pitcher but th- there are some interesting cheap options like I don't know will Homer Bailey still be on the board at tanks I think Bailey against the Tigers is an interesting matchup there don't know if he'll still be available but uh, we'll have to kind of see how these drafts shake up I'm up now and I got to make a pick and I know Arenado he's a little bit uh banged up is he for sure going to play or uh, the latest I saw, la- there was an article this morning that says he plans to play, but I mean, who knows if something swelled up, what happened after he got hit by pitch. Uh, he's been going a little bit later. He would probably have been the first bat off the board, um, but uh, yeah, a little iffy. We don't have that lineup just yet. Yeah, I, I, got, I went with Mookie Betts. Probably really early. I don't know if it was too early to go Mookie, but I, I like the Red Sox offense a little bit today, so I will fire up with them, and, and I'll wait on Arenado. We'll see how long it takes for him to go, because, uh, you know, if you don't if you take him now, you have to wait till later to swap him out, which can be a pain. But again, they have the swap uh, functionality. So don't feel like you'll take a zero guys. If you, if you haven't played on the draft app, you will not get a zero. You can easily swap them out. So that's perfectly fine over there. Uh, let's start talking about some of the offenses today. Cause if you look at, you know, I started building teams today here, Britt and Coors obviously is on the board, right? You have to like the Rockies. You have to like the Padres. They're all interesting options. If you look, I think the Blue Jays are another team that people are going to be considering today because I think their prices are pretty good around the industry. The Red Sox, I think, you know, guys like Betts and Martinez, they seem like chalkier options today on the board. I saw on a site like DraftKings, the Royals prices, I know they're against Boyd, but they're getting an extreme discount, which is interesting. Uh, And then the Dodgers, too, against John Lester. I think they're another interesting offense on the board. So I think there's a lot of different ways to go, but I do think that uh, ownership could – I don't know. What do you think about ownership? Is it going to be – Well, well, we're on draft here, and you you forgot to mention – the team I like the most on draft today because you can get a, I'm going to get a full stack of them in this game. That's the Yankees. Uh, big big total against Nova. And what have we always thought about Nova? You go go back to last year. You pull up plate IQ right. Um, pretty good against righties. Horrible against lefties. Well, he's just trash now. And today's today's baseball. You're only striking out 14 percent of the players. You're just a trash pitcher. You you can't get anybody out with the juice ball and all that stuff today. It's horrible against righties. Horrible against lefties. It's horrible against everybody. And you got the Yankees here. Uh, this lineup with uh, Voight, you got Sanchez speaking. Uh, I don't think Sanchez went here. These guys are just buried on draft. Did someone snipe me? I don't think so. 
No, you're right. I mean, they are really buried here. I mean, Gary Sanchez is there at 9.3 uh, projection if you got yeah, him. The I got him. So, yeah, like, gonna... they're, they're buried on draft today. And, sure, there's great offenses. Don't get me wrong, right? We got cores. There's a couple other ones you mentioned. But I'll take Gary Sanchez. I'll take Voight. I'll take Hicks, right? That is a really potent two, three, four. Didi's back. He's got plenty of power. You can get Torres if you can't get one of the other guys as an infielder on draft. Um these guys are relatively cheap. They have a ton of power. Nova stinks, and I'm looking to take advantage of that. I think uh, at least on draft specifically, that's what I've prepped for for the show for the most part today. Um, they, they look really good to me. Yeah, no, uh, that makes a ton of sense. And I think you're right on draft. That's definitely a really good call. And like a guy like Aaron Hicks is still buried there. I like the call on that. Uh, definitely they're like a nice uh, option that you can go to. I know that uh, I was looking at some core plays and, and uh, Dave Potts, if, you, if you're subscribed to the premium, he had Aaron Hicks is one of his core plays in the outfield. Uh, again, another Yankee bat that you probably want to get exposure to. He's been hitting the ball pretty decently as of late. Um one other offense I think that could be intriguing today, and they've been hitting the ball well in general. I, I think the Nationals, like like mm-hmm. Diamondbacks game, I kind of like that because I think like a guy like Fetty, right? If you look at the Diamondbacks against righties this season, they're ranked in the top ten against uh, righties this season. So I think a team like the Arizona Diamondbacks could be a sneaky option that no one looks at. Uh, maybe you can get them on draft too late if people are stealing all your stacks. But I do think the guys that I mentioned before, some of the offenses, like you'll see the Blue Jays, uh, the Red Sox, the Yankees is another one I probably should have included. And then Coors, and then the Dodgers are going to be like the offenses that people are really looking at overall. Would you tend to agree? Yeah. Well, the the which side of the Washington game do you want? I want. I want the rate or the uh, the Diamondbacks side, right? Against Fetty, or were you more looking at Washington? Let's hash this out. No, Diamondbacks is the side. I, I said right. it wrong at first. Diamondbacks is the side you probably want. I don't hate the idea of doing a game stack with it because the national side is not bad. And but I don't know. I think the Diamondbacks side is the best. Uh, but the Washington's been hitting the ball really well right now. Maybe it's like my recency bias of playing them and how they're doing so well. But I like. I don't hate like a game stack of that game. Yeah. So you you look at Fetty and uh, you pull up plate IQ. Uh, I've got back to 2018 pulled up here uh, to get a, a little bit bigger of a sample size versus lefties uh, at 367 Woba. Uh, he still has a 20% strikeout rate and there are some ground balls. Don't get me wrong, but he's really bad. And Dyson, there's a lot of ways he can score for you. Kettle Marte has been crushing. Then you got to get past Peralta. Adam Jones is what crushed right-handed pitching for his entire career. Escobar has been amazing this year. Uh, Avila is a catcher. He's hitting everything out of the park, it seems like, so far this year against righties. There's there's a lot to like on those lefties on Arizona, and uh, I haven't looked at Slate IQ. I haven't really looked at the ownership yet for DraftKings. Uh, I can pull that up, uh, but I'd imagine that they're probably much lower on than some of the other teams. They sound like they could be the leverage team, right? Like they have the leverage stack option. Let's see. I pulled up Slate IQ, too. Let's see if we can get it up faster if one of us can um i'm trying to see what the quote-unquote leverage stack uh best one would be and uh they're not they're not one of the you're, best you're up ones. by the way okay you do that real quick while i'm i'm looking i gotta probably take flaherty here or i'm in trouble on a pitcher so yeah, i i should have gone with the uh i was worried about about you, this you still have guys well you have still guys left right you have john gray which again it's in cores i get it but it's san diego and they're ready heavy but uh, I mean, Granky's not a terrible option, but I mean, it's scary. Someone, Homer Bailey against Detroit. Someone took Hicks. Uh, I'm taking Peralta in the outfield. Peralta is one of my best overall bats of the day. Um, what's he got? So going back to last year, a 402 Woba, a 258 ISO, um, tons of hard contact. Uh, Peralta is like the exact hitter that Fetty has almost no chance to get out. 
Yeah, and I so I pulled up Slate IQ. Can you guess who do you think the number one leverage stack is? It's this. Uh, it's a shocking one. It wouldn't be one that I would uh, I would predict at least. I would uh, say. Wow, the Detroit. Yeah, Detroit, and then Baltimore right after mm-hmm. Cubs. So not not the expected teams that I was thinking here in the Slate IQ. So uh, yeah, there's four. There's four really high up. You don't actually five. You don't really see that. And I always tell people with Slate IQ, if you're going to use it, you can look at it now. But ownership changes can really affect what happens on the leverage right because as lower teams become higher owned then their leverage will become less you know if their projections don't change and things like that so you you really got to look at it uh we note here 45 minutes before lock so what's that 705 tonight so you look at it at 620 you're going to get as accurate a slate iq is going to get and you'll be able to kind of get the best information i expect some of these to change um a pretty good amount but uh you mentioned the Royals. Talk to me on the Royals here while I make my pick. Yeah, I just think, listen, I'm not like team play the Royals today that much, but I think their prices are just really interesting. Uh, Boyd is definitely not someone I want to attack. I don't think on draft I would be taking him. I think it would not be the best idea on draft to, you know, kind of go with them. But I do really think that taking the approach of maybe making them as like a stack on DraftKings is intriguing because of the price decrease. And if you look on Slate IQ, they're definitely one of the teams that that is an interesting option. Uh, the leverage play on them is pretty high. Their score is like 81.6%, which is close to Detroit, which is 86.4. Yeah. So um, it's more of a price play that you can consider and any pitcher can blow up, right? If Jacob DeGrom can get blown up by the Marlins, anything can happen. So uh, yeah, I think it's just an interesting option because of the prices. Uh, speaking of DeGrom, he's like the clear, he's like the, he's, you know, on DK, what is he, 10-4? He's, he's 11K plus pitcher, right, based off pitcher pricing this year, I think. And I still think even against the Cardinals, uh, he's at home. You, you just got to play DeGrom and cash games for today, right? Sorry, I'm taking care of mod stuff. Uh, my bad. People are talking in the chat that shouldn't be there banned. Uh, what were you saying about DeGrom? Um, what, what's your overall take on him? I, I think he's clearly like the guy he's, he's underpriced, you know, on DK. I, I think he's normally what she should be like an 11 K pitcher. It's 10, four. And you, you got to take those discounts when you get. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm pretty sure that I'm going the DeGrom approach or also Flaherty. Like, it seems like those are the two pitchers that I think I'm playing today. If you're talking about on salary format sites, uh, I want to just kind of go with them, but it is intriguing. Like, so if you kind of build up the player pool, right. Uh, DeGrom was one that I put in there. I considered maybe going Boyd over DeGrom. I thought about it. I don't know if I actually will, but it's doubtful. Then yeah, I have Flaherty. I see, I see in the bat, uh, looks like DeGrom, uh, is a good ump and, uh, Boyd, uh, extreme hitters umpire, uh, for those guys wondering. Okay. That, that's good news to hear. Uh, probably pushes I, the, that pushes, this is all in the bat. So I, I would imagine they were a little bit closer earlier in the day. And I believe that's probably pushed their projection uh, a little bit farther. Yeah, I will say, if you read the Million Dollar Musings, man, uh, Potts puts up a pretty good argument for going Boyd over uh, DeGrom. Uh, He talks about Boyd and, you know, some of the numbers. And looking at it, it is intriguing to maybe consider Boyd over DeGrom. So I don't, if someone said, hey, I'm going Boyd Mm -hmm. over DeGrom, I wouldn't hate it uh, at all. But I think it's Boyd DeGrom, uh, or it's Boyd DeGrom, Flaherty. And then the one cheap guy I think you really, really need to consider is Homer Bailey. I don't know if he's still on the board here in draft. I think he's a great pitcher to get late in drafts if you have to, because I think there's tons of strikeout upside here against Detroit. What do you think about those four all together? Yeah, Bailey's just too cheap, right? And when you get the cheap pitchers, 
Um, you know, if you even if you think they can get 10 to 12 points, it's usually bats that win you tournaments, not pitching, unless it's like a Verlander or someone like that. And we we've got a, a Degrom and a Boyd and a Kershaw, and I think David Price is in a good spot. I gotta I gotta pick here, but uh, yeah, Bailey just for the price is just definitely too cheap. And that I, I don't think I'd play Homer Bailey in cash games. Uh, the Degrom Flaherty combo looks good, um, but yeah, tournaments Bailey just simply on the price, he's like a thousand dollars too cheap. Yeah, uh, definitely agree with you on that. Like I said, I think Bailey, and you talked about the, the bats being the way to kind of win slates. I really think that, you know, going with Homer Bailey and loading up on these bats, right? Because these cores guys, they're not cheap today, right? If you want to like spend up for guys like Story, Black Arenado, I mean, it's going to cost you a pretty penny here today. All these guys above 5K over there. And these are guys on draft here that are just going really fast, right? These Rockies bats are going quick because for good reason. You know, they're in a really, really good spot today. Uh, Trevor Story, he might be the number one overall raw points play on the entire slate. And if you look here on our draft today, he was the first guy taken on the board. So uh, makes a ton of sense. Definitely think going with the Rockies makes a ton of sense. Yeah, he's got the highest projection uh, on the bat today. Uh, I think uh, story, story makes a lot of sense. And I think if Arenado, we knew Arenado was going to be in the lineup right now, I'd probably take Arenado over Story. But uh, I, I just don't know that. So I think Story gives you the, the little peace of mind that he should be in that lineup today. All right. Hang on. I think my I think my thing, I think my, uh, thing went down. I got a phone call mid-show. Again, with the, te- I think with the technical difficulty, we had some issues. So All We right. are... We are down. So, uh, well, I'll let you get uh, that a little bit out of the way. And I want to talk, uh, maybe pose a, a question to chat here is, do you think, you know, we've got the uh, Colorado and the Padres and I have seen at least on draft, it looks like the Padres are, are really going off the board really quickly. So like, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather take Boston. I think I'd rather take a, a couple of these other teams What's your, what's your thoughts on that? looks like, uh, looks like we're back up and running tracks. Yeah. I got it back up and running. So you asked about the Padres. Uh, yeah. Like I, I like them. Right. But I mentioned, I went to the Yankees cause I, I like the Yankees. They're good hitters, no matter where they are. And I know the Padres have some power, but like John Gray can be good. And he's kind of gotten hit uh, a little bit uh, this year, but w- w- what's your thoughts on, you know, I'm looking at slate IQ to kind of total up the total ownership and uh, Colorado, then the Padres, uh, Toronto's up there as well. And some of the other teams, they're pretty close, right? So the Padres are 80% total ownership and Boston and the Yankees are 79. This is on DraftKings. So I guess it is pretty close. Um, but at least on draft, I, I feel like the Padres are getting more love than the Yankees today. No, I'm with you. I, I like the Yankees call. They're definitely an offense that I, I was looking to get some exposure to. And also, I think they're like, if you look on salary sites too, and I, I liked your call on draft, like that you're just getting completely overlooked. And I think if you want to just, you know, load up and do a ton of like 10 man drafts and just fire on the Yankees, I think you'd easily get them and just kind of, uh, you know, preset your rankings ahead of time. But uh, I do think going to a guy like a Luke Voigt, right, at first base today, if you look, I think some people are paying down more so at first base and like paying up for Voigt is going to make it contrarian in that way, right? Going to a guy like Aaron Hicks over guys like JD Martinez and Betts. At least to me, it seems like that could be a little more contrarian. So I think the Yankees are going a little overlooked. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, for I mean, you got Tellez, who's 3,400, and that fits the Jacob deGrom Flaherty lineups, right? So if you're, you know, that fits the cash game ownership. But if you start your tournament lineup out with deGrom and Flaherty, you know, and let's say you use one of the chalkier stacks, and then you put Tellez at your first baseman, you're just, you're making the same lineup that, 
too many of your opponents would be making. So you can limit that either by simply not clicking them or if you're using uh, kind of the uh, the MME, uh, the lineup HQ, uh, you know, you can set some ownership and some limits on that. But uh, yeah, like Voight's coming in, we've got them projected at 8% on DK and Telez is uh, almost triple that at uh, 20% right now. I don't know, Voight's probably going to outscore Telez a, a pretty good amount of the time. Uh, if, if you ask me, I know it's a good matchup for those Toronto bats. But, yeah, I, I love the Yankees today quite a bit. Yep, the Yankees bats are definitely good and in play. One thing I wanted to look at, and I pulled it up now, uh, Britt, I don't know how much of you looked at the bullpen stuff, uh, but can you name the – and these all four of these teams are on the slate. Uh, uh, can Toronto, you name the f- Toronto, Baltimore. Yeah. Um, who else is out there? Let me. There's, there's two more bad bullpens out there. Let me think. There's uh, the Cubs have been pretty bad this year, right? They're not. Uh, they're not the, yeah, but they're not. They're not top four. Uh, what? What else? Was- Washington, which is come on, you, you knew Washington. That was an easy one. Washington. We talked about Arizona earlier, so again, reasons like that stack. And then here's another one. You talked about the Yankees a ton, and it's the White Sox. They're uh, you know fourth. At least that's an exit, right? Uh, depends how you rank them. Uh, in, in ISO, they're really good though. Oddly enough, the uh, White Sox, but. Yeah, they, they are getting killed uh, a ton, the uh, the White Sox bullpen. I think that makes a good call with going with the Yankees there, Britt. Really like that. Yeah, I wish it was warmer. It's 66. It's You know, if it was like 80, that Yankees total would be pushing probably six, if you ask me, instead of five and a half. But 66, the wind's still blowing out there. It's still a good hitter's park. Uh, yeah, against Ivan, Nova's just trash. You mentioned the bullpen's trash. Looks good to me. Yeah, well, let's fire things away. I know NY Jets is asking for maybe a pitchers only draft yeah. today. Uh, I we don't could know. do. Pi- I, I want to do just bats only. If we make make that happen. Let's do a bats only. Maybe we'll do a pitchers only. We'll do pitcher only at the end. It's a little quicker. Yeah, if we have the time for it, we'll do that. So hitters only. I want to do a hitters only as well. See what we can kind of get don't going. Don't sneak here. it in there for like five hundred dollars or anything. No, what, I won't do. What that. did we do the last game for? We did it for five. Can I do oh, five? Right. We're yeah. good to go. Yeah. Uh, is is ten people good or should we do eight? We got ten on the last one. I don't see. I don't see right. that's a problem. Hitters only, guys. Join in. We're firing now. Three, two, one, and go. And I'm excited for the hitters only because again, like we talked about it, there are tons of ways to stack this thing up, man. Like mm-hmm. there are so many different offenses to like today. Like if I just gave you a first glance, like I said before, the Dodgers are intriguing. You got two two bats in the cores game, right? You got the Padres side. You got the Rocky side. Yankee side we talked about a little bit is intriguing because of pricing. Royals can be an interesting option. The Red Sox, you know, they're against Texas. That seems like a great spot. Let's talk about the Royals real quick before, you know, it's against Boyd and Boyd has been phenomenal this year. Uh, You pull up the plate IQ uh, on Boyd this year. Uh, I'm going to throw it up here. And these are some of the best numbers you're going to come across all season. Uh, I think we have the Royals lineup. So I got to refresh my plate IQ to bring all those up. Um, but yeah, talk to me on the Royals against Boyd because even on Slate IQ, the Royal uh, like they have a lot of leverage, and I don't quite get it because that team total. I mean, it's still okay. I just think Boyd's really good. Maybe the leverage is coming because Boyd might be popular. Maybe you know, maybe it's um, we don't expect Boyd to be that good. But I wasn't expecting the Royals to have a uh, positive leverage on, on Slate IQ. It's just primarily a price play, right? Like you normally are paying 4.8K or 5.2K for Whit Merrifield. Now you're paying 4K. Uh, you're paying 5.5 for Alberto Mondesi. Now you're paying 4.7. Uh, you know, Cuthbert, he's he's 3.4K. Uh, Soler, 3.9. Uh, Gutierrez batting fifth. He's 2.9K. Nicky Lopez is 2.6. 
Maldonado, who could be a really chalky cash game catcher option at 2K because he just helps you get guys in. That's all it is. It's very simple. It's just a price play. That's it. And, you know, it's baseball. A 286 Wova allowed to righties, a 30% strikeout rate. Some of the batted ball stuff doesn't look amazing. He's lights out versus lefties. Only one lefty. But uh, Boyd's been really, really good this year. And there's more than enough strikeouts in this uh, Kansas City lineup. I get it from a price play. They help you get some of the other stacks you want. So I understand it, but uh, not my cup of tea today. Yeah, you know what they feel like? They feel like better one-offs or better cash game options to help you. Like Maldonado helps you get to, get things in the lineup. Maybe, yeah. uh, you know, at second base or outfield, if you fall to a 4K guy, like in Merrifield's interesting. That That's, I think, where it kind of fits better. Maybe, like, if, if you have a five-man Yankee stack and you can have, like, you know, a 5-1-1-1, one, 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 like, maybe if a Royal Falls in there, it's not that bad. I think that's uh, more of the reason and more of the case to do it. Uh, we haven't talked about Kershaw a ton, and, you know, the Cubs lineup isn't that great. What are you doing with Kershaw today? Because, you know, if this was a year ago, I think we maybe, – maybe a year ago, I guess maybe a year and a half, we'd be all over Kershaw, right? Uh, Would you rather use Kershaw or Boyd as kind of the uh, – you know, if you're trying to swerve off to ground? Oh, Boyd, look at this. Someone they're, – they're, they sniped me because they knew I wanted the Yankees again here. But you know what? I'm not going to let it dissuade me. I know you sniped me, but I'm going to – I've got other ways to make a Yankee stack. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep chugging along. Well, listen, you, you snipe them on the way back, right? It's very yeah. simple. Now, if, if you play, don't play along and you take some Yankees, I'm in trouble. No, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm going uh, to take your favorite hitter, uh, David Peralta, on the entire slate, you said. So there Peralta's you go. going to have a good game today. Yeah, he's in a good spot. Uh, I, I got a good strategy here coming up, so I feel good. Um, yeah, so you look at Kershaw uh, against the Cubs lineup. There's still enough strikeouts on the, on the Cubs this year against lefties, and Kershaw, since he's been back, the numbers are pretty good. The strikeouts aren't as high as you really want them to be, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I think Kershaw's in a pretty good spot. I think I'd rather use Boyd. I think the field. Let's see what the field's going to be doing here. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find ownership. I don't know why I can't find it right now. Oh, uh, I was curious what the ownership was. On. So Boyd's uh, about fifty percent more on. So Boyd's fifteen, fourteen percent. Kershaw's ten. And you're getting your saving money by using Kershaw as well. Uh, you know, people are looking at the Cubs, but uh, I don't mind using Kershaw for for a little swerve there. Yeah, I just think it's an interesting option to, to swerve, right? And I think it's something that you can definitely be considering here. I don't mind Granky. Granky's ninety three hundred. Granky just gets it done most of the time. So basically, the one time uh, I heavily invested into Granky was basically his best, worst game all season. But uh, I think you can play Granky as well. He's he's just a He's a good pitcher, has enough strikeouts, and always has just enough upside to get there at 9,300. That sounds pretty good. Yep, Greggy's fine. Again, he's another guy. Like, I bet he's like a 5% owned guy in this slate, I'm assuming. Not a lot of people will have uh, too much exposure to him. I I'm not really going that way, though. Uh, I I'm also just playing cash, and I'm kind of keeping it simple at pitcher. And then, like, loading up on the bats. Like, And uh, someone in this draft sniped the idea I had coming up. I was going to take Betts or Martinez on the way back because I thought Martinez would last longer because he did in the last draft, but I guess not. Uh, I don't know if you looked at the plate IQ at all, Britt, but the number one uh, hitter on the entire plate IQ slate, it's Mookie Betts. And number three, it's J.D. Martinez. Uh, no, those are no surprise. <laughs> yeah, no surprise at all. Uh, they're in great spots, too, here against Samson. I know Samson has been better as of late. Are you buying into Samson being better and fading? No, the I looked at – so you go to plate IQ and you look at his last 30 days compared to kind of what he's done in the season because he's been pretty good over the past 30 days. And I, I looked through these today and I just couldn't find anything – that really stands out to me over the past 30 days. I mean, like it's all like 1% little differences, nothing in the pitch fix, nothing in the velocity, 
the strikeouts are up and he's getting a couple more swinging strikes, which is good. Maybe that's just a little bit of short-term variance because there, there's nothing really underlying in anything that, that I look at on plate IQ in the, in the 30 day trends that really tells me that he's really doing anything different. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Samson's numbers too, right? Uh, fly balls, he's giving up 40.7%. He's getting hard hit on 45.8% of them. Uh, that's obviously something you want to see. And the thing that really is encouraging is against righties, right? He is getting crushed against righties compared to lefties. Lefties, the ISO is 138. The Woba is 308. Uh, and against righties, it's a 368 Woba and a 222 ISO. I mean, the exit velocity, too, he's getting smashed. I mean, everything he's, is lining He's all up. red except walks, whatever. I mean, I don't want Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez to walk. I want them to hit dingers. And that looks pretty pretty likely to me, if you ask me. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. I really like that. And if you look at some, like, the exit velocity stuff on, like, J.D. Martinez, I mean, last 15 days, 93 exit velocity with a batted ball distance of 213. And same with Mookie Betts. It's really similar. 230 batted ball distance. And 93 exit velocity. Those are two guys I absolutely love today. I'm probably going to be mashing them into my cash games. Uh, I'll probably try and get some cores, but I don't know. It feels like a tough slate to get cores in. Do you Maybe not a tough slate to get cores in, but there's a lot of bats to, to get in, and it doesn't yeah. seem like you're just jamming five cores. Bats. So if you're getting cores, you're playing Homer Bailey probably, right? So yes. try to – and you're, oh, now I can play DeGrom with my core stack. Ooh, guess what? That's what everybody's doing. So maybe be a little different, uh, and don't maybe don't play Flaherty with your, your core stack because Flaherty's certainly going to be chalky. Uh, I couldn't even believe his ownership on uh, approaching 50% ownership today. That would be – that would be a f- um, I wouldn't fade him outright, um, but I would certainly be under the field, I think, on Flaherty today. Uh, I know the price is good, but that's just too much ownership going to one pitcher with 18 pitchers going today. So, um, yeah, maybe try to do something. Maybe play like Price – Instead of DeGrom and Flaherty, play like Price and Happ, and maybe you play like a cheaper pitcher or a cheaper catcher or something just to kind of get a look. Because I love David Price as a pitcher today. I like Happ as a pitcher today. He's starting to put it together. That's a pretty good combo that's going to come in much lower than the Flaherty-DeGrom combo. Uh, and, and I think doing something like that makes a lot of sense to me. I agree with you on that. Yeah, it sounds like GPT Brit is uh, working his mind and m- making everything work today. Uh, you, you're, no, you're I'm on not going to make work with this pick here in a second because I spent way too much time talking. So. Uh, you got five seconds. Uh, you know, make make the pick real quick here if uh, you can. I took Soto. He's got enough power to hit a home run. Yeah, Soto has enough. I want to. Oh, I, I know who I should have taken. I, I know who I'm taking. I'm taking Dyson. If you look at uh, if you look at our plate IQ premium leaderboards, Dyson was up there on the stolen base stuff, and I already have a ton of uh, Diamondbacks, so why not load up one more? Figured I'll uh, put another one on the board there. But uh, I do have a question from chat. Lip5 uh, is asking, anyone like the Dodgers today? I think we talked about him a little bit. Uh, against Leicester, I think a guy like Kike Hernandez is going to be an in- interesting option. Obviously, want to see what that Dodgers lineup is every day. But uh, what's your interest in the Dodgers today? I mean, you got to have interest in the Dodgers every day they play, I think, right? I think that makes a lot of sense to have Dodger stacks. I don't really – Leicester, while he's, you know, okay – He's not Clayton Kershaw. He's not Jacob DeGrom or Chris Sale or anything like that. And the, the Dodgers lineup, I don't care who they're playing against, has enough upside, especially the, like the top five or six hitters, to put up a massive score in any ballpark against any pitcher at any time in this era of baseball we're in today. So, uh, yes, their ownership does look pretty juicy. They're at the upper end of the one, two, three, four, five, six highest owned teams, and there's a pretty big fall off mm-hmm. after that. So they're the, the, the highest owned uh, team, but they also have the lowest, uh, you know, implied total of all the high owned teams. So if you think about it that way, 
uh, and maybe Slate IQ is thinking this uh, as well. Uh, the leverage currently negative, just a little bit, whatever the the, the small, you know, twenty percent plus twenty percent minus whatever to me. I, I look at the extremes, um, but uh, you put it all together, maybe not so much if they're going to be highly owned. Yeah, that definitely definitely makes sense. I am there. completely donating here, by the way, today. So. Are you? I got I got the four man Diamondbacks with uh, Justin Smoke, so I actually feel good about my team. I I will say, I, I, whoever took the Red Sox, man, they they got like the they got the dots, man. They got JD, they got Betts, Bogarts, and Benintendi, man. They've got. How did we let that happen? I know, man. I I was gonna take uh, Betts or Martinez, but uh, they, they took it from me. But I'll definitely have a lot of Red Sox today. So listen, I hope you crush because if that's the case, that means I crush too. I do have a trivia question for you, Britt. When I was on the plane ride home, I was watching MLB uh, TV, and uh, there was a question that I saw, or not a question, but it was a trivia that came up, and I was like, "Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that that was the case." Which team on this slate, which team's outfielders, like, combined as a team, has the most home runs in the league? They're number one in the league. Not just on this slate, but the whole league, they're number one. What team is it? The outfield? Yep, home runs. The Padres? Yeah, the Padres. Isn't that crazy to think? Like, if I told you at the start of the year, hey, we're we're in mid-June, and the Padres outfielders are, uh, you know, they have, I think, 42 combined home runs, or I think the number was. You, you'd say I was crazy. So I thought that was a really uh, interesting stat there. And, hey, that team's in course today. So, I mean, uh, it's just dudes that hit home runs. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> that's, what they, that's all they do. There's a lot of strikeouts. There's a lot of uh, bad stuff, but they can definitely hit home runs as well. I know, but you would think it's like the Twins, right, with Eddie Rosario and Nelson Cruz. It's nice weather in Colorado. It's not only is it you have the altitude, but it's 80 degrees with a, a slight breeze out. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna pull up the Weather Edge tool, and uh, I'll see what it says. But I would imagine a, a reasonably decent positive bump in, in weather like that. Yeah, I looked at Weather Edge earlier. Again, like this changes, right? Uh, you know, you have to kind of look up and closer towards lock to, you know, get that like final read on it. But uh, I didn't see anything I like love today in Weather Edge. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Yeah, Weather Edge is basically neutral across the board. It's got uh, some home runs, it looks like, uh, in the Royals game. It's got some home runs in the Nats game. And other than that, it's pretty much neutral across the board on, on, on all the games. Yeah, so n- nothing really sticking out there. But again, like uh, whether it's Schultz, it's not going to every day have something that's just a smash. But when it does, yeah. uh, definitely have to look at that and uh, definitely look at uh, definitely definitely use the weather edge tool because I've been using it to bet totals too. I think it's pretty good overall. So, um, what what else you got, Brett? You got any other uh, news and nuggets for the people? Or we can start taking questions from the chat if they'd like as well. Not really. I'm just uh, I'm happy to donate my five dollars. Uh, well, not really happy. I, you know, that's like a, that's a full meal deal for me at. Uh, you know, various fast food restaurants so it does piss me off I just donated it but hey maybe I can luck box my way into a victory here but uh I, I think we're gonna have time oh we got like 20 minutes we could do a pitcher only we could do a couple other things get let's give the people what they want and, and get a pitcher only going on after this. all right we'll do uh we'll do a pitcher only and then after that we'll, we'll well we can take questions during that too but we'll also do maybe we'll do a dream team if we have time I like doing. I need team. no questions I don't want to donate any more of my five dollars you know no, no, no. You, we, we can't give up one more KFC uh, lunch for you, Britt. It's not no. not allowed. No, I, I got the, uh, so I'm getting married in December. I got the wedding bill. Uh, so that that came. So there, there are no five more $5 meal deals for me. Everything goes right in the pocket and gets saved up. <laughs> oh, man. Are we eating ramen noodles? It's, it's bad over there? <laughs> it's, yeah, less than that. What's less than a ramen noodle? <laughs> There's nothing less than a ramen noodle, man. Oh, man. Well, let's see. Let me figure out my last pick here to donate. I'll take, uh, I'll take Naylor. 
By the way, Jay Steele with a great point in chat. $5 doesn't get you much at Taco Bell anymore. He's right about that. You get that. the box meal. You got to get the box meal. You go there. Uh, and it's, I, it's, it's not $5, though, man. It's like, it's like it turned out the oh, same. You get the, right now, so I, maybe I had this yesterday, right? So you get the nacho fries, you get the Dorito taco, you get a soft burrito, and then you get uh, your drink for 5 bucks. That wasn't too bad. I gladly do that. Yeah, I mean, the only problem, man, like, uh, the, the that burrito they have in the uh, nacho fries box, it always has beans. I'm like, I don't know. I, I hate beans. You know, you could just say no beans. No, they like, didn't let, I don't know. They, they don't <laughs> let you. But I'll have to do that next time. But we got some QQs here. Uh, what's your thoughts on Skaggs today, man? Uh, so he's interesting because uh, the Rays, you know, have a much higher total than the Angels. So a lot of people will probably think, that Skaggs might not be a good play, but Skaggs can have some strikeout upside. Uh, I pulled up this season. He's rocking a, almost a 24% strikeout rate, basically uh, equal to both sides of the plate here. Uh, he's really good against lefties. There's what one, two in there. So I, I don't expect him to have an amazing outing, but when you pair that with the price and ownership, uh, you know, Skaggs is 82. He's coming in at 6%. He certainly has the ability to post a, you know, a, a top five performance from a pitcher uh, tonight, and that's interesting to me. Uh, you know, at, at low ownership, would you rather roster Skaggs or there's really nobody comparable uh, or, or Gray? Um, same price. No, so that's that. That's a good question. Skaggs or Gray? I'd probably rather go Gray and just pray. Um, that's another question in chat, Gray or Stroman, and I, I would go, I would go Gray and just pray, but that's tournaments only, right? Uh, that, that's my only concern, right? We talked about the Padres and how they have a ton of home run upside, but the upside that John Gray has at, at, has at his price is just so high. I, I'm such a sucker for John Gray. I don't know about you. I'd probably play Skaggs. I just, I don't play the pitcher in cores very often. It just doesn't really work out to it. Well, any pitcher really doesn't work out, so I'm definitely not going to try to test cores out too often. No, I, I totally get it. Uh, and if everyone's thinking that's like an interesting option, because John Gray is like a sexy play that people love to do. So um, we'll do the pitchers only now, though. We'll get that going. Dean, here. Dean's trying to needle you, it looks like, in chat. Yeah, Dean, Dean, tries, Dean tries to do whatever he wants. Uh, but <laughs> Dean, listen, the Sylvan Severs, I'll find a safe play of the day. I'll find that for you, Dean. Give, give me a second. But uh, QQ, Flaherty, and Cash, he, he's the guy, right? Yeah. Uh, he's Ever, owned by everyone. He's going to be in cash games on DraftKings. So what is GPP, what is GPP Brit doing? Is GPP Brit lock buttoning G, him? GPP Brit, you know what I gotta do is I gotta I gotta I gotta give the people some GPP Brit on the State Kings. I think I'm gonna see see what's up with that in the next couple of days. But GPP Brit at 52% Flaherty ownership would probably be under something in like the 30 to 40% range of Flaherty. Okay, I think that's fine. Uh, and cash games is gonna be like eighty percent. Like I, I would, I'm gonna be playing Flaherty on my DraftKings cash game today. I'm not gonna try to get cute and fade the eighty percent ultra cheap pitcher that has a lot of upside against the Mets. But in tournaments, I would, I would likely be a little underweight. All right, we're gonna do a six man pitchers only. I'm gonna start it now, Britt. You ready to go? Let's go. Got All right. Actually, fingers. Actually, can we do a six man? I'm trying to think this through. I don't think we can. We gotta go less than that, right? So there's eighteen pitchers today. Are we even able to? It's five. We need stuff. a four man. Okay, four man. You, you better have some fast fingers for this one. And three, two, one, and go. Let's see. Got it. 
All righty. Let's see if we have any. I heard. Uh, I saw there was a there was a shortstop question in here. I got to find that one. Um, let's see. I don't know where the shortstop question was, but who is your favorite shortstop? I'm assuming it's Trevor Story. Do you have a value play shortstop that you like too as well? Uh, Let's see. I haven't spent a bajillion hours on DraftKings yet today. So let's take a look at uh, DraftKings. So Story, of course, if you have money, projects out uh, pretty high. Other than that, Machado is clearly like the mid-tier guy. I think that's probably good. You can play Didi if you're looking to swerve off Machado's, who's likely to have uh, pretty good ownership if you ask me. Uh, Glaber. There's nothing really on, on the low end that looks all too intriguing. So uh, I, I would advise spending in the DD plus category at shortstop. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely spending it up. I'm not messing around. I'm, I'm playing Trevor Story. He's my top shortstop on the day. So I'll be you fine. and everybody else, Travis. You and everybody else. I know, but you know, I'm in cash games. Let's so. say if, if Arenado doesn't make the lineup today, how does that change what, what your expectations are? Hold on. Let me pick here. Um... I'm gonna take Kershaw. Do I go Kershaw or Boyd? That's tough. I'm gonna go Boyd. I'll go with Boyd here and let someone else. You're gonna leave me with a the tough call. I'm gonna take. I really like David Price, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take him over Kershaw. He's pitching really well this year. Oh man, you, you're giving NY Jets the uh, Kershaw. I'm guessing he goes Flaherty then after. Um, I'd take half. I'd, I want the win or the quality start, whatever they give you the points for. No, yeah, yeah. I was, let's see what lineups have came out. I want to see if anything new has happened since we've been on the show. Uh, I, I know the one thing I saw was interesting, and I'm probably not going to take uh, you know the White Sox there, but I saw they had Larry Garcia at the top, which was intriguing. Uh, but just just a change of pace for them. Took Flaherty. I'm going to take Hap here. That's a pretty easy selection for me. I like Hap as a, a pitcher today against the White Sox. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I just you got the total that. screw job here, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> um, this is not good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, somebody's going to be rostering. We're going to be rostering horrible pitchers here in a second. I mean, it's either John Gray or Granky. Is I, I'm going first or last, man. Ricky Bobby style. I want the strikeouts. I want John Gray. Okay, so. Arenado did make the lineup that just came out. Okay, so, so is it the same lineup as always? Then I'm guessing. Uh, it's a little weak in the second half. So it's Blackman, Story, Dal, Arenado, uh, Murphy, Desmond, McMahon, Walters, Gray. Okay. Yeah, and then it's tough man Colorado's just not it's weird so what do you think their ownership is going to be like because i feel like people are gonna pay up for a story but i just well, feel if, like if flarity was a pro, if flarity was like 8200 the colorado ownership would drop immensely but because flarity is so underpriced it allows you to do flarity you know you can do flarity and price and still get a, a decent action to them or uh, homer bailey's gonna have inflated ownership just because he's so cheap as well so the, there's like cheap pitchers that make a lot of sense today so it's going to allow you to kind of get the the expensive bets. Yeah, I, I just hadn't been getting Colorado guys in my cash lineups as much. That's why I was like kind of asking. But if you do go cheaper, right, if you go like the Flaherty Bailey route, like you talked about earlier, if you're playing Homer Bailey and like the Grom and then putting Rockies in, like uh, don't think you're the only guy doing that because uh, that's something that a lot of people I'm sure are going to be doing or, or going ba- basically Bailey with any Rockies, right? Seems like a route that a lot of people have been doing, right, Britt? Uh, yes. Yeah, for sure um let's see here let's see if we can get any some more qqs in the chat here i gotta find my tab on that uh what does everyone think of a mini kansas city stack cheap on dk i mean i i get it it's not my fa- i i think boyd is really really good um so that's not my cup of tea today i understand it Be- oh wait hold on i gotta pick some 
absolutely horrific pitches. No. Yeah, so basically what Britt said earlier, he talked about it. Uh, he doesn't like it because Boyd is just really good. And he's just betting on Boyd and wants to kind of, uh, you know, call it a day. But uh, I, I understand if you want to get a little mini stack because of the price, because it's just they're too cheap. We did too many. So what did we do? Four times five? Uh, so a couple of us are going to be picking who's going to get screwed. Me and Jets are going to have to pick – yeah, uh, you guys relief got, pitchers. Yeah, it's gonna. It's, yeah, you're right. We didn't do the math right. I right. have not done my relief pitching uh, research for today yet. So, all right, here's a good question for you, Brett, uh, from the YouTube chat: top three stacks and one-offs. Uh, I like the Yankees. I like Boston. I'm trying to see. Uh, they're a little bit less, and I'd probably take trying to find like a cheaper one, maybe some Baltimore, you know, on the lower end. Is that like I'm not going to tell you? Everyone's playing Toronto, everyone's playing Coors, but I definitely like Boston and the Yankees a little bit more than those two. Yeah. Uh, Does it even matter who I pick here? It doesn't. I mean, maybe Diaz if you're hoping for the save. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that, that, that was my first thought. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Yeah, you'll get a pile of righties, hopefully, and you get three strikeouts and call it a day. But, um, yeah, uh, let's see some more questions here. Uh, top five players by exposure in GPP? I don't know. How, how would you do that, I guess, Brett? All right, what was the question? It says top five players by exposure percentage in GPP. So I guess he's asking for, like, the – is he asking for the top five, like, own guys there are? Or? There's so many ways – to to talk about exposure that it's i don't think that's a, a answerable question unless i've made like 150 lineups already and i i have not done that yet today so it, it'd basically just be like what type of player do you want to be what contests are you playing? there's like a, so many questions to ask about that that i don't think i can get to that yeah that's uh that, if you can get a more precise question we'll definitely answer it uh here's one uh white Sox stack what do you think about that i mean happy's got the 4.56 xfit this year uh you know he's had some struggles against uh righties with the 239 iso uh any interest in maybe some of those white Sox bats um maybe as a one-off uh, i don't really stack against the yankees because if it's one, one, the eight. So just, you know, I think the Yankees are going to score some runs today. So even if the White Sox stacks come through and it's, let's say five to four, I mean, then you get the a good Yankees bullpen and you score one run the rest of the game after four innings, you know, it's a, it's a little tough for me to, to take many teams against the Yankees. So um, I'd be more apt to take a, a White Sox bat as a loaned one off than, and probably try to run a stack out against them. All right, here's another question for you. It's uh, GPP Yahoo, uh, DeGrom, Boyd, and Kershaw. Uh, how do you break down picking between these guys? Yeah, everybody is going to have DeGrom in cash. Everyone's going to have DeGrom in tournaments on Yahoo. So I, I would imagine, I don't even know, close to 50% ownership on DeGrom. Just out on Yahoo, these guys aren't, nobody's priced high enough over there. So I can just tell by looking at it. That uh, Degrom's going to have enormous ownership, probably followed by I would imagine uh, Boyd today. Although I do like a price at forty four looks pretty good. Flaherty's also fine, um, but I, I want to try to get two guys with a win. So like uh, a Degrom price is something that looks pretty interesting to me if you were playing something on Yahoo today. All right, uh, we we had a question about the the game in Omaha today, right? The Tigers Royals game is there. Um, there's uh, a, a post in chat. 
Cardi tweeted it out basically of all the different uh, factors and whatnot. And the bat projection is a neutral park overall. So uh, yeah, nothing crazy there. No big difference with that. I would say Um, let's see here. Gordon is not in the KC lineup. Uh, Is that correct? I don't know. Let's take a look. I mean, it's against a lefty. I mean, it makes sense. They wouldn't be playing him. Are you going to play him against Boyd? Oh yeah. Someone was asking, I think in the chat about it or whatever. And uh, D train was uh, responding to the question. That's the pinch hit home run off the Detroit bullpen. So if you're next level thinking, no, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't ever try to do that. But uh, people, people have won like hundreds of thousands of dollars off the pinch hit home run before. They, they have, which is, (laughs) which is crazy and totally not, uh, you know, not, not something that they were planning on doing, but it just happens. Uh, Let's see what we could do here. Um, Bring up, uh, bring up one of the, uh, the dream teams. Yeah, we'll we'll spend your money since I donated already. Sounds good. We'll do we'll do one of the big uh, field ones, the fifty six minute. I don't know how I did in the last one. Uh, I did with uh, with Grant. I should have probably checked, but I uh, never actually went back and looked. But uh, let's see. I kind of went chalkier too in that one, uh, but I, I kind of didn't care because I was like, it's my money, Grant. But it's fifty six man field. We obviously want to take this thing down. Do we play Degrom here in a dream team format, Brett? Um. probably but if i play them i probably wouldn't what's a 56 play like a you know cores i probably wouldn't play arenado and story i probably wouldn't do that with degrom um and especially like i've already mentioned this the yankees are buried on yahoo or on uh, on draft today so we're gonna play degrom let's just go to the yankees because like you gotta scroll way down to them Yep, I'm with you. Like, let, let's do it. So we'll plug in Voight as a infielder. Obviously, story at the top, phenomenal play. Arenado, something to consider. But, like, guys that, like, Mondesi, I'm not really, like, playing. Tatis, like, there's a lot of guys lower in the infield that I just like a lot. Like, I like Escobar. I like Marte. You know, Machado's Luke buried Boyd, down here. Gary Sanchez, right? And then we yeah. can, we'll, like, do that and then go to the outfield. And then we could play Hicks. Or if you – I think we're already different enough because even on this format, right, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, actually, I do here, right? Whereas, well, Voight's pretty high up, but then Sanchez is just kind of buried down there today. So now if you just, like, scroll to the, n- the next page, I mean, there's there's this right-handed Boston combo. I'm not sure if you're aware of them. They're called Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez. I heard they're pretty good against uh, an extreme reverse splits pitcher. Uh, I don't know if that combo makes any sense to you, but that's something I might want to play. I, no. I, I want to put this team in myself, so you have to come up with something different. No, oh, I'm putting it in too, man. Uh, I, I, that's what I was going to do. So uh, go to a different one, man. Just go to the $5. How's that sound? You're going to take down all well, the money? I've already entered it. I don't know if I can get out of it now that I clicked enter. And I don't know how it all works. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it. We'll do. I, I will, I will play the, I won't play the Yankees. That's what we'll do. I'll switch off the Yankees. I'm definitely going to play the, uh, actually you can't play JD Martinez. Can you? Yeah, you can. He's in the outfield. So I'll play. Let's see here. So this is what you're playing in one of them. I'm going to switch the infield. Let's switch that. I'm going to take actually, out. Wait, you know what? I don't think it. I don't think I'm in it. Wait, let's see here. What is all this? Dean's fault. Hitters only. Pitchers only. I think I'm out. I'm out. So you can. We can do whatever you want. All right. I'll just throw it in because it makes it easier. But kind of what I was saying before the infield. There's really good players that are buried here, Britt. There's Vlad Guerrero Jr. He he's buried there. You look at the. You know Xander Bogarts. He's a really good Red Sox that you could obviously consider that's buried in the order. In the outfield too. There's just tons of really good bats that are buried here that you can consider. So. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like doing these dream teams. I think this is a great, great way to get different. And I think a lot of people are just kind of playing the same team, maybe not the same team over and over, but 
really similar combos and you can just, you know, make really small pivots there. So we will save that. And we got about five more minutes. So we can just take questions for the last five minutes. Uh, that way you don't lose any more money, Britt, from uh, answering questions and whatnot. Guys over on YouTube, fire up your questions over there. Devin will be grabbing the questions and he'll throw them in the chat for us. And if you are on YouTube or if you're on Rotor Grinders, what, you, what do they got to do? They got to like and subscribe. Uh, yes. Britt. You got to hit the like and subscribe for us. If you're on Rotor Grinders, head on over to the YouTube and hit the like and subscribe for us, please. We really appreciate it. It would be awesome to have yeah, don't, you. Don't forget, I'm going to talk about the, uh, the, the, the badge promo again here real quick. Um, I think it's pretty cool. So uh, we want to give a shout out to some guys. Um, you know, we have a thing here at Roto Grinders where if you uh, put your avatar uh, on FanDuel or DraftKings as the Roto Grinders logo and you place in the top 10 in, you know, pretty much any of the large field tournaments, uh, if you follow the instructions in the thread here, uh, Devin's smart enough to put it in there for everybody. Uh, we'll get you a free month of Roto Grinders Premium, which is saves you like forty bucks. And if you're only playing a couple bucks every day, I mean, it's it's tough to afford forty dollars on a Roto Grinders membership sometimes. So uh, an easy way for you guys to get uh, a free month is simply just upload your Roto Grinders logo into FanDuel or DraftKings if you happen to have a good night in a tournament. Follow the instructions in that, and then we'll give you shoutouts to Jetty Ray, to Mister GPP Cash, GB Roll Clones, Ranger Derek sixty five. Uh, DJ Rebel X loaded for Bear, Kurdank, and T Manny Max. Uh, I can't wait until we do this some more and someone else has to read names and the names are tough, or there's like some hidden meeting and it slips past Devin or somebody like that and they say something funny on air. I can't wait for that to happen. Uh, so, uh, should be entertaining. And, uh, again, guys, uh, you can get a free month of Roto Grinders Premium. Uh, just for just for throwing your badge up. Yeah, I mean, I've never read anything wrong on air, so uh, no, you know no chance. <laughs> but um, yeah, so let's see here. Uh, there's a pretty good QQ here. Given what happened to Paxson the other night, who is the guy? So basically, I think what he's asking is, you know, Paxson blew up the other night. So who's the next best guy? Just just give your top three raw points uh, pitchers on the slate. Then. Uh, Degrom, Degrom. Then there's probably a small tier. Uh, I would probably say I like Boyd. I do like Price quite a bit, and uh, Price is, uh, pardon me for the pun here, Price's Price is right tonight. You know, he's under 10K on DK. Uh, the ownership looks pretty reasonable on him today. I like him if you pair him with Flaherty. it gets you maybe one more bat than DeGrom, and well, of course, I think DeGrom should outproduce Price a pretty reasonable amount of time. Uh, I, I don't think the ownership's good. And then if you use Price as your, your SP1 and you don't use Flaherty, you know, you use a guy like Hap or somebody like that, you get a a reasonable combo of two decently good pitchers and in decently good spots at lower ownership, and it allows you to just kind of make some different lineups today. But DeGrom, for sure, top projection by a pretty wide margin. Uh, I like Boyd, and then I do like David Priceman pitching really well this year. Okay, uh, let's see. We have, uh, what happened to Yarborough? Do the Angels hit lefties well? I, I just, I'm not going to mess with the Angels in Tampa Bay against Yarbrough. Uh, just, just not something I'm too interested in today. Okay, one last question, and this is a tough one, Brett. Other, but, other than Mike, Mike Trout, of course, is always in play. Yeah. Um, how do you balance fading chalk like DeGrom and Flaherty over value selections like Price and Stroman with long-term strategy cash GPP? Um, I guess basically what he's, what is he, what do you think he's asking here with this one? Cash, you just play them. Like yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> cash, you, you know, when like Flaherty is obviously underpriced today by like at least a thousand dollars and 
uh, DeGrom's underpriced by probably like 600 bucks, if not more. So you play those guys in cash. You just ride it out. You don't, you don't try to get cute. You take, you you know, as uh, Cardi will always say, you, you play the good plays day after 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 day in baseball. And eventually, theoretically, it's supposed to work out for you. So that's what you do in tournaments. Uh, Flaherty, I think tonight, um, I'm seeing over 50% ownership uh, projected, uh, probably a little bit too high. Um, so if, if you're playing one lineup, sure, whatever, it's one lineup. If you're playing 10 lineups, uh, I would probably have under five Flaherty's. Yeah, and listen, if you want to play Flaherty, that's fine. But, like, don't play it with, like, all these Rockies and stuff like that. Like, like yeah. be different with it. Maybe do a Diamondback stack, right? Uh, find a way to be a little different with it. Uh, I'm not saying you have to do that with all your Flaherty teams. But, uh, yeah, you just, uh, you, just, you just can't play all the chalk then because, you know, everyone's going to hit and then have the same thing. And it's just going to be one v ones with other people. So, we got to get on out of here. Britt's got a Disney wedding to pay for or already oh, paid for. Um, I, I got to get out of here. I got to make my lineups. Coming up next, though, we got – Dean, 78904, and some poor guy that has to work with him on the Fantasy Draft Show at 5. And then after that, we got Punch Time at 6.15. We got Kevin Roth. We got JSU Rab. We got Derek Cardi. If you haven't checked out any of our premium products, be sure to check that out and also check out our Punch Time product. Be sure to hit like and subscribe. And we got to go, guys. For me, Travis Mangoin, and Britt Devine, we are out of here.
is going on, Rudder Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical on me, it is 5 o'clock on the East Coast, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 4 o'clock Tennessee time, which of course means it's time for the flagship show here at Rudder Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Joining me today out of the bullpen because he wasn't expect he wasn't supposed to be here today. Uh, boxing in a day off. Maybe you guys are flip flopping tomorrow. We'll see how that goes down. It's one. Uh, it's one Pepsi Seven. You know what it was, Pepsi. You uh, did such a good job with pitching earlier this week. They they wanted. I can understand that. That's that's nice to be back here on the flagship show. Uh, shout out to my boy Eric Crane. Congratulations, St. Louis Blues are Stanley Cup champions, and hopefully, he's returned the shout out to me tonight with my Raptors. My Raptors. Wait, are you trying to needle me, or are you just trying to buy a shout out? Because it's, first of all, they're not your Raptors, too. <laughs> they're, they're your Raptors for like, the last like two months. Like yeah, they're fun. my Raptors now, baby. Yeah. Congratulations to you know to the you know. Game seven there, St. Louis went in the Boston. That was pretty cool. Um, and uh, now I'm getting a phone call from a jerk. Dude, dude, right? I mean, it's not that hard. People get you constantly in this. Turn your phone off or put it, it on is, silent. My phone, vol- the volume is down, but there's like a loophole. That, I don't know how to, I think I just had to turn the whole thing off completely. I'm not really sure how this technology it's works. It's not this difficult, Dean. Well, you have a Razor phone, so you don't know how like real phones work. Are you, do you rock the Razor? Do you rock the flip phone? What year are you living in as far as your phone? I got the uh, I got the iPhone. I just put it on silent, and it never goes off. The iPhone is in Canada these days. Congratulations! Good, good job on that. Being a professional, Dean. <laughs> we'll figure it out one of these days, I suppose. Pepsi, uh, yeah. Congratulations! So did you have a? Did you have a? You know, were you correct as far as Boston versus St. Louis? I guess nobody had St. Louis. I took St. Louis in six. I was hoping that they'd win in six, and I didn't really want Boston to win. I can't stand Boston, so I didn't get it right technically, but uh, I'm happy they won. It's their first cup in 52 years. That's a pretty cool thing. It's always fun to watch anybody celebrate, especially if that's never won before. So uh, hoping we're doing that back-to-back nights. Yeah, and I was I thought it was cool to see uh, Layla, you know, with the, with the cup. It was pretty awesome. We've been following that story as well. Uh, it's pretty cool just to see somebody just experience utter joy. Yeah, good for them. Uh, good for her. Good for the fans out there. And I, I, I haven't seen the footage, but hopefully St. Louis is like still standing. They didn't do it. Was there any shenanigans going down? Do we know? Not that I heard of, which is really cool, though, is obviously, you know, the arena, they weren't home last night. They were in Boston. So the arena was full and they're all cheering. But also Bush Stadium was, uh, which is obviously home of the St. Louis Cardinals, for those of you that didn't know that. Uh, it was also full. So it was nice to see the baseball stadium and the hockey stadium packed full cheering for their blues last night. Yeah. You've, I've never seen that before where just so many people want to show up at the arena. And I guess, like you said, it's been so long. And, you know, people went along for the ride, but it was it was both arenas, like basically, uh, what, uh, 20,000 as far as the arena, as far as the baseball stadium, but 40,000 people or so, give or take, packed in there. So that's, uh, you know, pretty awesome. Good for them. And we still see how it goes down. Uh, Jurassic Park just might go nuts tonight in Toronto. You, you've not uh, ventured down there because you know, I know they're your Raptors and all, but you're you're still staying at home watching the games. Yeah, I can't really afford to uh, to go to Oakland to watch the game tonight and, and, and pay that kind of price. But uh, I'll be watching. I'll be live streaming it as usual and uh, cheering and watching uh, the entire game. And what I like about basketball a lot is it's a much quicker game than baseball or hockey. And again, I'm not really all experienced in NBA here. So uh, even the halftime seems quicker. The, the quarters seem a little bit quicker. Everything right till the end when they have like 97 timeouts. But uh, I, I'm enjoying the game, actually becoming a basketball fan here. Look at that. There you go. Until maybe Kawhi ditches you guys, and we'll see how that goes down. And uh, hopefully he stays for Toronto's sake. It'd be very interesting how, how free agency goes down. That's enough of uh, base, uh, you know, basketball talk, enough hockey talk. Let's talk some baseball. It's DFS. All we care about is tonight, not tomorrow, not yesterday. Uh, it's daily fantasy sports, Patrick. That's all we care about. And it's a nine-gamer tonight as far as baseball. 
Uh, before we break down and talk about our pitchers, talk about our hitters, talk about the players we like at each position, we'll do the screen share set enough as far as uh, giving you guys a peek as far as premium what's going down. I'm sure you have some, uh, you know, jack-in-the-bag selections for tonight. You see you grabbed one last night, by the way. First time in his career, I imagine, and I imagine it's never going to happen again. Uh, I think he's a team girth member. Rowdy, Rowdy to leads. Jack-in-the-bag last night. Good yeah. I didn't have enough to lose last night, unfortunately. Still a good night last night, actually. It worked out well with uh, with Verlana striking out 15 and the uh, and the Jays going off a little bit, but uh, ended up using a couple of Oriole bats instead of Tlees in, in first and utility just because they, I thought Edwin Jackson would get blown up again and uh, didn't really happen. He wasn't great, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't uh, wasn't good, but he wasn't bad, I guess. I had a couple of live lineups, so last night went pretty well and. Uh, you know, you just want to get in that spot where, like, you have that one at bat, and if this guy does something with several guys on, all of a sudden you're going to take that big jump as far as currently winning, uh, and it didn't happen, unfortunately. But uh, well-positioned. Uh, last night was pretty well. Uh, you know, no complaints there just yet. And, you know, uh, I saw Cheese tweeting out that, by the way, what, what's more 2019 than you mentioned Verlander? This is, like, a perfect tweet. Uh, he had 15 strikeouts, and he gave three homers. And, like, what summarizes, yeah. you know, 2019 baseball, DFS, more, and then, that, you know, it's, it's such a simplification, but, like, I just want strikeouts and homers. And I know that sounds, like, simple and dumb and, like, obvious, but that's what I'm targeting. That's what we want, right? Yeah, interesting. Last night, too, I, I snuck in a ninth overall on a turn on FanDuel there, and I needed a uh, VR or Renato Nunez. Uh, home run would have been nice to, to maybe win it, but just something from these guys. Of course, it didn't happen, but I look up ahead of me in second place and see your name there. So I was chasing you a little bit now oh. last night, so uh, – Looks like we both had a productive night, and hopefully we can do the same tonight. Saw you in the rearview mirror there, Pepsi. Uh, so you mentioned ninth. Depending on what contest you may or may not be playing, I, I'm sure you you rock the Rotor Grinders avatar, right? You got the RG badge, I imagine? I do, sir. Yeah. Well, sir, look at you all. <laughs> you were so mean to be pre-show, and now all of a sudden you're being polite, and the people are watching. We just want you to be professional. I'm trying to be a professional. I'm trying to be polite. We just want the same from you, Dean. We had our first fight to preach to. It was pretty funny. I don't think that was our first fight. <laughs> I put air quotes up. I'm not sure if you're really watching. People <laughs> listening probably thought, like, are these guys really mad? Uh, yeah, it was good times. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But uh, if uh, if you guys you guys win yourself a free month of a uh, Rotor Runners premium, uh, Devin is going to go ahead and drop that link in chat for you guys if you're not aware. If you rock the uh, the RG badge, you can get a free month if you finish. I believe in the top 10 of certain contests, there's a form link that uh, gives more details. And, and here's some people that recently have been added. Uh, let's give some shout-outs. Time for some shout-outs, Pepsi. Mr. GPP Cash, which is, you know, that sounds like a – I mean, I don't – I guess he plays everything. Uh, you know, and he's he's just as polite as you are, Mr. Mr. GPP Cash. Welcome to the RG uh, – I don't – we don't have, like, a cool name for this, Pepsi. What's the cool, like, Rotor Grinders badge, like, name, hashtag, club? Feel free – to throw something out there maybe yeah, the- i got nothing for you really well good job we're yeah. in a marketing major i don't get paid for uh, for my marketing abilities apparently <laughs> jenny ray we see jenny ray in chat all the time welcome to the uh, rg badge club and that doesn't that's a little wordy i feel like we could do better than that uh gb roll clones ranger derrick at 65 uh dj rebel x loaded or bear kerdank and uh t metamax there you go. Some recent names that have uh, jumped on with the RG badge. And again, uh, check that link in chat. If you guys do finish the top 10 of certain contests around the industry, y'all can win yourself a free month of RG premium. All right, uh, Pepsi, this slate, uh, you know, it feels kind of sort of straightforward from a cash game perspective on the two pitcher sites, you know, fantasy draft and, and DK similar as far as the pricing, obviously um, we'll break down any sort of differences that, that, that may come along in the conversation. 
you got Boyd and DeGrom at the top. I mean, Kershaw's in the conversation too, but like, you know, for me, I relegated the tournaments. This is not Clayton Kershaw from like, you know, three years ago, two years ago, even the K's are just not really there. And Chicago is not a team you really want to pick on. And the difference in price is just not appealing enough. And sure, if you're MMA, if you're mass multi-entering, I suppose Kershaw, you work into the conversation, but uh, cash game perspective, Pepsi, it feels really straightforward. You play one of Boyd and DeGrom uh, and then an underpriced Flaherty. Uh, that, that's kind of sort of where I'm at. Do you agree? Disagree? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not playing cash tonight, but uh, if I was, and uh, that's the road I'm going, and I'm playing GPPs, and that is the road I'm going as well. Uh, Boyd and DeGrom, only $300 difference on uh, Fantasy Draft here, and also DK. So really, it's a coin flip for me. In the expert survey today, I gave the edge to DeGrom. The more I dig in, the more I feel like I might go with Boyd a little more in my GPPs as I build them once we get off the air here. So, But really, I don't think you can go wrong either way. Both these guys have been absolutely elite this season. Um, the matchups are both fairly neutral. Uh, the ballparks are, are good for pitching, even though, of course, we got Boyd in Omaha here. And a little bit of altitude there. I believe it's the third highest after Coors and Chase Field. But um, such a big ballpark. Uh, it's got big foul grounds, too, like Oakland kind of does. So it's still going to be a, a neutral park or maybe a pitcher's park there. So we're not too concerned about that. So uh, Boyd, DeGrom, flip a coin. But, yes, Jack Flaherty. I mean, you know, maybe it's been a down season for Flaherty, but this is still an ace. You know, the strikeout rate is still over 25%. The walk rate is decent. Uh, the Mets missing a couple of lefties in the Mo and Cano, which is big because Flaherty dominates righties. So with only three lefties in that lineup for the Mets gives uh, Flaherty a chance to dominate here. And maybe the win's not there because he's facing the Grom, but a quality start should be, the strikeout should be, and at 14900 Flaherty's just way too cheap, and we've got to take advantage of that. And he's going to be awful chalky. But that doesn't mean I'm going to get off of him. I'm only doing probably about three or four GPP lineups. And Flaherty's just going to be in them all. He's too cheap, but too good of a matchup here, Dean. Yeah, like you said, he's going to be super chalky. I've not seen what our ownership projection is. And maybe we'll take a peek at that later on and see. And, of course, later on the day, the ownership projection just gets more accurate. But uh, uh, and it, 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 he just seems underpriced. Uh, you know, there's been a, a change in his price. And he was, he was just downgraded. He was hit too hard for us. We can tell on both uh, both on Fantasy Draft and on, and on DraftKings, the price is just too cheap. And, you know, one pitcher slight like like Fandle's gonna load up on bats. I think he's probably the route to do so as well. Um, and you mentioned as far as the lefties with the Mets being out of the lineup. So you got, you know, you got McNeil and you have Conforto in there and you have Dom Smith as well. Uh so there is three lefties, but there's six righties. And you take a look at the splits, uh, you fire up the old play IQ Pepsi. This is pretty drastic. Uh 31.5% strikeouts against righties this year. Lefties it's less than 20%. And if you see the columns, it's just, you know, it's dummy proof, it's red and it's green. There's some pink, obviously, that said you know, in the middle, but, uh, you know, as far as the, the lefties, we're talking about, we're talking about the 20% strikeout and he is vulnerable to lefties to a great degree. And there's a lot of red there popping as far as the Woba, as far as the ISO, but, uh, you know, Woba against righties this year, 269 is really solid. 134 ISO is really solid. Uh, once again, you know, 7% K, uh, walks is really good. 31.5% as far as the K's and a lot of righties here. And it's a positive ballpark to pitch in as well. So, uh, Flaherty just makes a ton of sense from a cash game perspective on a two-pitcher site. And, yeah, you mentioned Boyd and DeGrom, and I'm kind of going back and forth. Boyd is just a little bit more expensive on both fantasy draft and on DraftKings. And I, I think for that reason, I think DeGrom's going to be – and DeGrom's just a bigger name, too, and he's got a longer sample and, you know, some name recognition. But Boyd's been great this year, obviously. Uh, as far as Omaha, I, I took a the, the tweet from Cardi. You kind of referenced that Cardi did a little research as far as the ballpark. Cardi will be on crunch time later. And I'll probably dig more into it. But like you said, third highest elevation there in Omaha, somewhere in middle America, 13th uh, deepest. <laughs> little Counting Crows reference to the old school yes, people. Yes, love the Counting Crows. Well done, D. Smooth. Yeah. Uh, 
if I were to say like the top five albums I've listened to in my entire life, just kind of listening to them, August and everything after, probably on the board. Not saying it's my favorite, but just, you know, I, 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 that, that's the kind of mood I was in at like 14 years old, give or take. Uh, eighth highest fences, 13th deepest fences. It's got large uh, foul ground there as well. The bat basically protect, projects it as a neutral park. Uh, minus 6% as far as a home run perspective, but a plus 2% as far as BABIP. So home runs uh, slightly suppressed, uh, regular hits slightly upgraded for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, and I don't really know what to do with that, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a one-game sample. We'll see how it goes down. Pretty cool. They're, uh, you know, it's, it's a, in, you know, the deal is going to, the College World Series is going down. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, Pepsi. You care about these things, but that's that's where it takes place in Omaha. That's why it's, okay. this is happening. I was unaware of that. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to say with, uh, you know, sticking with the RG Premium here, if you head over to lineup headquarters, you can check out the umpire data. And when you're debating on a guy like Jacob DeGrom versus Boyd, like we are, perhaps that can lead you or sway you one of the ways here. Matt Boyd, extreme hitters umpire. And Jacob DeGrom, obviously along with Flaherty as well here, a pitching umpire. Not extreme pitching, just a pitching umpire. So that might be what pushes me to to DeGrom over Boyd, just knowing that I'm getting that little bit of a boost with the umpire here because that is really how close they are industry-wide. All right. Uh, other pitchers that are worth talking about here, Pepsi. Again, it's a non-gamer. It's 18 guys throwing baseballs tonight. Uh, who else is on the board? Who else is in the conversation? I know, like, it feels pretty narrow. It feels pretty thin as far as the options out there. Uh, again, it, it makes a lot of sense to pick one of those guys at the top. And then we want to save some salary. We want to load up on cores. And I am looking at uh, – Homer Bailey a little bit for tournaments. Any thoughts there? I don't hate it. He's only $10,000 here in fantasy draft. I mean, he's, you know, really hitting this. He's still allowing a lot of hard contact, but we know Detroit's awful versus righties. We know they'll strike out. It could be one of those games where Homer Bailey gives up three or four runs, strikes out seven or eight batters here. Um, you know, the win again might not be in play versus Boyd, which is unfortunate. So we've got a couple of value guys that we like in the mid and, and, and lower tiers. But uh, I don't hate it. I think if you want to load up and say Yankees in Colorado, which is a popular way to go tonight, even throw some Red Sox in, uh, a guy like Bailey will let it happen, especially if you go to Flaherty and Bailey. You could have a lot of fun in fantasy draft. But even though the Tigers are awful versus righties, just remember that Bailey is not a great pitcher. This guy does get hard. He does struggle with control at times. So I'm thinking, what, five or six innings, Dean? At least a K per inning. Maybe gives up three or four runs. Is that something you'd be okay with for that price? Yeah, I mean, I look, uh, I want 10 to 12 points or something like that. I want survival. Uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at. And as far as, like, the matchup, it, it's pretty perfect for him. You know, I, I guess it's, it's as good as a matchup you're going to get for Homer Bailey. Like, let's just say that, I suppose. Uh, this Detroit lineup, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's grab the, the data from the last two years as far as facing the average right-hander. They strike out at 25.9% collectively. You got Jones at the top, which is nice. Uh, he's going to bat the most, obviously, at 31.1%. Uh, Dixon at 34.9%, Gooder at 29.5%. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys pop, you know, Grenier at 30, less around 32% or so. They also don't walk a ton. You know, we're talking about 7.1% collectively. Uh, not a ton of power. There is some power in that lineup, I suppose, as far as the ISO. As far as the Woba, it's pretty weak collectively at 300, 145 is the ISO. And, uh, like Bailey's not a strikeout pitcher. You know, we're talking about 17% strikeouts the last two years, but. You know, you're not looking, you're not rostering Bailey because you like him. You're rostering him because you think he's going to put up like they're hoping he's put up so eight, 12, 14, you know, just kind of sort of survives out there. Maybe he grabs a W, probably not. Uh, but it's, it's, it's what he uh, gives you access to as far as spending up on bats. And we'll talk about the Yankees. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the Rockies soon enough. Uh, and that, that's kind of sort of where I'm at as far as my pitchers. I don't have much else for you, Pepsi. Again, 
Oh, I'm sorry, David Price. I like David Price too. Uh, you, you ever thoughts on David? Yeah, I like Price. I think he's going to get lost in the shovel tonight. I think guys are just going to pay the extra thousand to get up to, uh, you know, to grab my board or they're going to go down to, to Flaherty. So an interesting way to go to save a little bit of money. You could go to a Price and a Flaherty and a GPP and uh, save a little bit of money, upgrade a batter too, and uh, be a little contrarian with everybody else being on board and DeGrom as likely their number one ace here. So, so Price is fine. The strikeouts are there for him. He's pitching well. I'm perfectly fine with it. I even don't mind on a one-pitcher set like FanDuel for either cash or GBPs. I just I think I would give the edge to DeGrom, Ben Boyd, Ben Price. But uh, if you feel like Price is the guy or saves you a little bit of money, I'm perfectly fine with that as well. Uh, and again, yeah, mid-tier, it's all about flarity for me in this terms of value. I mean, I wouldn't use Homer, ba- Homer Bailey on FanDuel. I think it just makes sense to pay the extra $1,200 to get to Flaherty, who would like a lot more. But uh, I don't mind it was an SP2 if you're looking to load up on the bats on either Fantasy Draft or DraftKings. And, you know, speaking of some of these other guys here, you know, Kershaw's, Granke's, again, fine real-life pitchers. They lack strikeouts. The matchups aren't great for either one of them here. You could make a case for a few other guys, I guess, but none of them make a bigger case than Flaherty, in my opinion. The one thing I will say, Tyler Skaggs, He's been very good this season, reasonably priced in that same tier, you know, industry-wide for the most part, as our boy Flaherty. And if you want to get off of Flaherty, you know, just because you think he's going to be too popular, Skaggs is facing a Tampa Bay team that, although they are patient, they strike up more than anybody else in baseball versus lefties over 28%. So there's big potential for Skaggs there. He's also not facing a DeGrom there. So if you really want the win, the quality start, and maybe more Ks for you, Skaggs has an upside, so that's interesting. I might get one Skaggs lineup in there um, on a couple of Flaherty, just be a little different. But uh, if I had to rank them head-to-head, Dean, I'd still give the edge to Flaherty here. Yeah, Skaggs seems like a very interesting pivot away from Flaherty for tournaments, like for all the reasons you laid out. And as far as the Ks, they're in that lineup today. There's no Meadows for what it's worth. They're rolling out both catchers, uh, I presume. Obviously, one's going to be DHing Darno and Zanino. Uh, plenty of Ks there. William Damas, you know, young prospect, not fully developed, striking out 33% of the time. Uh, versus lefties, that's too many. Uh, Zanino at 38%. Brandon Lau, love Brandon Lau, especially, you know, more so against righties with his power, but against uh, lefties, and not the biggest sample, believe it's 87 at bats as far as his career, 42% of the time he's striking out versus lefties. Uh, that's a monster number, uh, and he's not walking either, like 4.6%. So 42.5% case, 4.6% walks. There is some small sample nonsense going on there at 87 at bats, not the, you know, the biggest sample of sorts, but uh, – yeah, I'm on board with, with, with Skaggs. And uh, like you mentioned, as far as, you know, Granky, I just don't see Granky putting up like a slate breaking number. Like, you know, we saw Verlander last night, obviously. I just don't think that's in his bag. And that's, I don't even know if he wants to do that. I think he just wants to like kind of sort of cruise and, you know, pitch the contact, yada, yada, yada. And he, he'll get his strikeouts here and there, but he's just not going to get, you know, nine or 10, I don't think, uh, against his Washington lineup. And you could fire up the, uh, not the plate IQ, but the lineup HQ as far as pitchers. I've not seen a scene uh, as far as the totals. What are the projected totals, the, the over-unders as far as uh, the Ks? I'd imagine Grant Keats is not terribly high. It's probably fine. Uh, we're looking at five and a half, Pepsi. Like a guy with a five and a half, you know, uh, over-under as far as Ks. Also, he has an extreme hitters umpire too. You want to kind of throw that in there and then a conversation. I'm not paying, you know, the, they want what nine nine three uh, on DK. I'm firing up the the, the fantasy draft price as well, and I imagine it basically replicates what's going down on DK. Well, is it like eighteen and change Pepsi you have right in front of you? For some reason, my page is not refreshing. Which one is that, sir? The what are you asking me, sorry? Gr- Granky's fantasy draft price. It's too much, right? Oh, Granky's price. Yeah, it's a seventeen nine here. So I mean, 
It, it's not terrible. I mean, but I, I'd rather take the uh, the one point one savings and go at a price. Or again, you go up for another three thousand, you're going to land in that border to Grom tier. And as you mentioned, Washington not a real favorable matchup. We're not afraid of them per se, but it's not favorable. As you said, Granky's perfectly fine getting the week outs, pitching the contact, and only looking for a strikeout when he gets up a couple of strikes here. So. Um, you know, the same thing kind of with Kershaw. He's priced just below Boyd and, and DeGrom there and slightly ahead of Price. I just, But I just don't see the strikeouts anymore. He's still fantastic. And he's not a guy I want to face, but he's not a guy that I want to roster in DFS either. Just the strikeouts aren't there anymore. And it's all about strikeouts here. And Boyd, DeGrom, Price, they're bringing them. Yeah, we talked about the, you know, DeGrom and Boyd being kind of sort of a, a coin toss. And if you read the Jesus musings today, he makes an argument for, for you know, it's, he talks about how they're very close, but. I think he gave the, he gave the, the slight lean to Boyd over to Grom. Obviously, we saw that was before lineups came out. Maybe his opinion has changed, uh, and he, I would imagine he would update it if it did so. But like DeGrom has got a uh, his K props eight and a half, and Boyd's a six and a half. Uh, of course, there is juice on the under for DeGrom, and there's juice on the over for Boyd. But still, uh, a two K difference is worth noting. Uh, summarize the pitchers. What else is worth talking about? I mean, Gray. I guess you could give him a head nod. Of course, he's in cores, but he will be facing a bunch of righties. Uh, presumably, I've not seen that lineup just yet. I'm not sure if it's correct uh, as far as San Diego that can strike out. Of course, there's a ton of power there, too. Uh, there, there's definitely a big variance for what Gray can do, and I don't hate him for tournaments. But, again, I don't think I'm playing enough lineups to get there. I understand well, why you would do it in tournaments, uh, large-field tournaments. Uh, what else, Jaffrey, as far as pitchers? you want to just summarize it, uh, tell the people uh, where you're at as far as pitchers? Yeah, I'll summarize it mostly. I mean, at the top, it's Boyd and DeGrom. You could really flip a coin here again. Extreme hitters umpire, though, for Boyd, we learned and a pitcher's umpire for DeGrom. That might get the edge in cash. And GBPs, I might still give the edge to Boyd because I feel like he has that uh, – he could have that monster striker game like came to be 10, 10 batters here. So uh, I'll have exposure to both those guys. The pivot off of those two guys is David Price in a pretty good matchup versus Texas. Could be low-owned as well. Uh, going down to the mid-tier, look at your SP2, whether it's cash or GPPs. Jack Flaherty's the guy. He's just too cheap. Big-time upside versus the Mets line that's mostly right-handed. And again, a Flaherty striker right over 25% to righties. The pivot there, of course, is Tyler Skaggs. The matchup is better for strikeouts, but not necessarily overall. But still, he makes a nice pivot. And not a bad idea to go Skaggs and Flaherty, perhaps, and some GPPs. You want to save a little bit of money. And if you're looking to go all the way down to the bottom for that uh, salary saver, probably Homer Bailey has the best matchup. He's a tough guy to roster. You know, he's got, he gets wild at times. He gives up a lot of hard contact. But Detroit is awful versus right-handed pitching. They strike out a ton. There's potential for a good game there and him to easily pay off that salary if you are looking to load up on bats. Yeah, here's an interesting twofer. Like, what do you think of like Skaggs and, and Flaherty versus Homer Bailey and DeGrom? Ooh, that is a good one. I think that I probably end up on, on Skaggs and Flaherty, to be honest. I just think that they're two better pitchers. And I always look that way too, usually in bats. A lot of times if you're paying up for a top bat and a punt versus two mid-tier bats, I think in general, the two mid-tier bats are usually a better way to go. Um, you know, it's rare that that top guy hits three home runs with the top pitcher strikes at 12 here because Bailey could be awful. We expect all of Skaggs, Flaherty, DeGrom, and Boyd to be good or not, if not great. So I would give the edge to Skaggs and Flaherty there, and I think that's one of the routes I'm certainly going to go here. But, um, you know, I'm certainly not against paying up for an ace and Bailey. Let's go around the horn before we do it as far as our favorite, you know, plays in each position. Give me a couple guys that are your core plays. Who you're building your laps around from a hitting perspective. Trevor Story is probably my top bat on the slate here tonight facing a lefty at home. Matt Strom, not a guy we have to pick on, but 
you know, and the story is actually disappointed at home versus lefty. Strange enough, when I was digging into the numbers there, I wrote that up in an expert survey. But in general, he's still hitting them well. He's mastered his career here. So Story's the guy I love. He's got jack and a bag upside here. And uh, if I'm paying for one bat tonight, uh, Trevor Story would certainly be that guy. A bit of a pivot off of him, though, I find interesting. Didi Gregorius. He's got the multi-homer upside. He's reasonably priced. Uh, not a lot of guys might be on him right now. You know, the Yankees might be popular, but I think you're going to see more on the Sanchez and Boyd side of things here than Didi. And a lot of guys, of course, if you're only playing a shortstop and, and DK and FanDuel, you can only get to one or the other. First, FanDuel, you can go to utility. Fantasy draft, it's just the infield, which is nice. But when you have to choose, a lot of guys are going story over Didi. So I think Didi's interesting, too, because Ivan Nova can get by versus righties. But lefties, he's just kind of throwing a ball up there and hoping for some luck. So uh, I really like Didi as well as a nice pivot. Uh, before we move on, I just want to give a shout out. Big T's chirping in the uh, in, in the in the chat right now, and, and for good reason. He he def. I took my L yesterday. He uh, he told me that, that Tommy Malone was a good play last night against Minnesota and all those boppers, and I kind of laughed at him essentially and said, "Yeah, play in Minnesota." He said to play, uh, you know, play the Seattle side in Vegas from a Vegas perspective. Like they're getting like plus two fifty or so. They won that game in extra innings, and uh, he, you know what? I, I got to respect uh, Tony. He played in the 888. He put 888 of real-life American dollars behind Tommy Malone, and he, I know he was close. He was, like, in the top 10 or so. He was in striking distance as far as making a tournament last night. And I want to show how that ended, but, you know, uh, T, you were correct. Good call. In a one-game sample, eh, you were right. I'll take the L. Uh, top, Pepsi, you believe he, he recommended Tommy Malone and survived. Good for him. I wasn't as big on Minnesota as most people were and as you were because Malone's actually been really good this season. We've seen the uptake in the strikeouts. I've seen Big T actually talk about him before in the expert survey. So I kind of get it. And I'm not sure which way I would have gone prior to results here. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't as big on Minnesota as most were. I actually avoided them in GPP. So I guess I was kind of leaning at Big T last night, even though I wasn't really involved in the conversation. Uh, all right. Catchers, Pepsi. Obviously, fans draft the sponsor of the show. You do not have the roster. Catcher, you can if you want to. Some sites force you to do so. Otherwise, they will not accept your lineup. Uh, you know, Gary Sanchez, one of those Yankees you were talking about, you're referring to, they're going to be super popular today to some, to some extent, depending on if you can get them in your lineup. Of course, uh, we live in the world of a salary cap, Pepsi. Are we, are we uh, delegating a fair bit of our funds to Gary, or are we just flat out punting? It feels like you're going all the way up or all the way down. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, that's pretty much what we usually always do, right? I mean, I like Gary Sanchez. Obviously, if money's not a thing, if you're playing Homer Bailey as your SP2, for example, you can kind of do whatever you want. Sanchez is a great play. The guy's got multi-homer upside. He's one of the best bats as a catcher. He's the best bat, I guess, as a catcher. Certainly is again tonight. Uh, if you're not going, there's a couple options here. Um, I don't know why Chris Hynette is not in the lineup for one thing. That's, that's an interesting pivot, I thought, from Sanchez. But, of course, he's not in there. So, uh, Danny Jansen's the guy that I keep playing. You know, we don't have to pick on, uh, you know, uh, but the Baltimore Orioles uh, bullpen is bad as well. So he's dirt cheap still. I don't mind Jansen, uh, even though he's sitting last. But I don't have the Padres lineup out, but Austin Hedges is pretty cheap as well. Mm -hmm. If he comes out hitting, say, seventh, I think that that's probably where I'm going to go off of Sanchez. I'll go to Hedges because I think I can get there. He's not much more expensive than, than Danny Jansen is. And, and I think that's uh, interesting. There's a couple of other options, I think, for power. Travis Darno is cheap and Mike Zanin is cheap with the splits in their favor there. But uh, – I still go for the stag side of it. So uh, for me, basically, it's, yeah, it's pay up for Sanchez or probably pay down for Austin Hedges if he's in the lineup. If not, I'll go back to Danny Jansen again. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, Zanino batting last, uh, Darno batting fifth for what it's worth in the Tampa Bay lineup. We like Skaggs. Uh, you know, we both like him to some degree. But, again, it's catcher. Who knows? And 
you know, I don't really like to pick on Stroman. You know, Stroman's a pretty solid pitcher for the most part, better real life than he is DFS, but uh, Cisco is batting fourth, if you want to value that to some degree. Let's jump to first, Pepsi. Uh, no Mark Reynolds in there for Kyle which is probably a good thing. He's been a disaster this year, right? He's yeah. Still, I know we were both thinking about playing earlier today just because, yeah. you know, Forrest Field, he's cheap, but, you know, he's on the back end of the bell curve, and he doesn't – who knows how much longer he's going to stick around in the majors, but uh, what are we doing now at first? Uh, you know, there's no Mark Reynolds crossing off the list. Where are you at? Yeah, that leaves me with probably Eric Hosmer as my top guy. You could certainly go to Luke Voigt. I think that makes sense as well. But, again, Nova sometimes decent versus righties. I don't, I don't think it's a uh, as good of a matchup as Hosmer has in Coors Fielder. So I'll give Hosmer the edge over Voigt. And, of course, I'm paying down. I'm going to go with Rowdy Talese, who was big last night. And they know is a guy we can get to more so with lefties than with the righties. So I, I, I do like the lefties here. You could throw John, uh, Justin Smoke in there as well, I guess. But Talese is the, uh, the value play I like. And I would certainly have Hosmer and Voigt ahead of Smoke tonight. Uh, who was it that was on Psycho Watch last night? Well, again, Cooper for the Marlins. They were very excited about Garrett Cooper. I know you're a big fan of the Psycho, right, Pepsi? You, it's it's <laughs> a super talented thing to accomplish. It's pretty cool. I love how much that's uh, and how animated you get on Twitter and how much you, uh, how much you hate the Psycho. I get it. It's overrated. Personally, if I hit you know, two homers and two doubles, I'll take that over a cycle any day. But uh, the cycle's still pretty cool. It's just it's hard to do. That's the whole idea of it. It's, you know, it's very rare for a guy like um, – you know, like a, a David Ortiz or a Team Girth, as you want to say, to hit a triple. And it's also tougher for D Gordon types to uh, to hit the home run. So it's an interesting thing that's difficult to do. It's fun to talk about, but it's uh, not always the best fantasy night. I certainly had the uh, the multi-homer night over the cycle. Yes, uh, but it just, it's got a catchy name. It's got good marketing. Uh, whoever named the cycle should name like a Rotor Grinders badge club. I'm sure that. Like that. <laughs> uh, so, Betty's been a little reverse splitsy, so I don't mind. I think Christian Walker is kind of sort of somewhat interesting. I'm trying to, like, go off the board and play something different. I know the obvious plays are the obvious plays and the obvious plays for a reason. But, you know, Betty's not very good. That bullpen's bad. They're locked in for nine innings. Uh, if things are going really, really well, you get five at-bats out of Walker. It may or may not happen. But, uh, you know, there's a shot at it, I suppose. Uh, and he, he's fairly uh, cheap for what it's worth. And plenty of power there. And a little reverse splitsy, what we've seen so far out of Betty. So, I, uh, I don't hate that for tournaments. Otherwise, let's uh, – Let's jump to the keystone position, uh, second base, Pepsi. Who's jumping out for you? I mean, there's a couple of Yankees, probably. LeMahieu, Cleaver Torres, where they're eligible there. Um, you know, I also like a couple of these Dodgers and Chris Taylor and Kiki Hernandez. Uh, it's just not a position I love. Brendan Rodgers, obviously, in play uh, for the uh, for the Rockies there. Did Rodgers make the lineup here? I'm just telling you, yeah, he didn't make the roster. So, okay, sorry, guys. A lot of my lists were done pre-lineups here. So, Rodgers is off the board. So, yeah, a couple of Dodgers, a couple of Yankees. I'm not in love with the position here, and it's going to be interesting to see how I kind of build. I think Chris Taylor being so cheap uh, might end up being a guy that I use a lot. Kiki Hernandez not far behind him. If he's leading off, I really like Kiki. But LeMahieu and Torres are probably better plays. I'm just not sure I can get them with their price points. So, um, you know, of course, site-dependent, too, as well. What you do with Torres more in FanDuel at second base, I believe, on DK. He's, uh, he's a third base in there. So, uh, yeah, really, a couple of Yankees, a couple of Dodgers with Rodgers not being there. Uh, that's really all I'm at. I mean, you can also go to Cannon Yards again. I'm curious what you think is the pivot. Jonathan Villar is an interesting pivot there. Maybe a guy like Guriel, for example. But uh, it's just not a position that's real good. So I think I'm going to take the home run upside of either the Dodgers or if I can sneak one of these LeMahieu or Torres in my lineup. And that's a pretty good play, I think. Yeah, like the, the dollar for dollar cash game perspective play. The Dodgers lineup is out. And Kiki is batting lead off. You know, okay. usually, it's either going to be him or Taylor. They're both in the lineup. Taylor's batting fifth. Taylor is always a candidate to get knocked out of that game uh, out of a double swap or something like that, depending how 
uh, the game is played out. Keeping not as much, but it's possible. Uh, David Freeze batting third, another guy who uh, very likely, well, I wouldn't say likely, but uh, there's definitely be on high alert for a potential swap out. Uh, but yeah, Kiki makes a ton of sense from the old cash game perspective, dollar for dollar there against Lester, uh, batting lead off ballpark stinks, but it's all kind of baked in the price. He's just too cheap. And, you know, I like Boyd a lot. I like Boyd a good bit, but the Royals uh, on DK and on fantasy draft is just kind of sort of priced down maybe a little bit too much, where I think they're kind of sort of interesting. Uh, with Merrifield Pepsi uh, on DK, he's what, 4K on fantasy draft. He's 7-7. Seven, seven. He's always a guy that has jack-in-a-bag potential. We're not exactly sure how the ballpark's going to play there in Omaha. Uh, you know, of course, Cardi was talking about how there is some elevation there for whatever, you know, factor it however you'd like. And, and I'm sure they play college World Series there, but that's what, metal bats or aluminum bats? Uh, I would imagine that's one of those college ballparks that they're using. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind Mary for the, as a tournament play. Maybe a leverage play to some extent, too, because Boyd, of course, is going to grab some ownership. Uh, yeah. What, what have we seen so far, by the way, out of Biggio? Are you, are you interested in Biggio? Like batting seventh, he was batting leadoff. Was it yesterday? Now he's down yeah. to the seven hole because you got to get Sogard as many at bats as possible. But he's so <laughs> expensive, Sogard. Uh, yeah, Sogard's ridiculous. I don't like Biggio or Biggio, I guess is how you actually pronounce it. Is it Biggio the same now? Well, I, I don't know. I always thought it was Craig Biggio, but uh, that's the way I pronounce it too. But a lot of times I heard Houston say Biggio, and I wondered, okay, were we saying it wrong all those years? But anyway, regardless, we know what we're talking about. Leading off, I'm interested. Betting seventh, not so much. Again, you know, uh, uh, not a week of a pitcher as David Hess was, so I'm, I'm not as in love with the Jays as I was last night here. Um, but again, second base is weak, so we're probably looking at some values. So he's still in play. They're both in play here. But again, if I can get the Yankees, I want to get them. If not, I'll probably save some money with the Dodgers here. Hot corner, third base. Nolan Arenado was hitting the hand uh, the other day. He came back clean as far as the X-rays, and he's back in the lineup there versus the lefty Strom. Strom coming back. Uh, a DL stint, but like the shortest IL stint, the shortest stint possible. He missed like 10 days exactly, I believe, give or take. So uh, I think it was a rib strain. Uh, Strom versus Arenado, we know what to do as far as you no know, Arenado versus lefties in course field. It's just a matter of uh, how much you're prioritizing him. And I assume if he's in the lineup, I assume he's fine. And I wouldn't expect any sort of power suppression out of his arm. Whatever, uh, you know, he maybe some, it was a bruise, I guess. You know, obviously it hurts, but I guess he's good to go. Uh, how much are we prioritizing Arnado as far as our big spends today? Yeah, third base is a lot stronger than than uh, second, obviously. I'm in love with third base. Just six guys I want to get exposure tonight. Arnado is the top guy. Machado is number two. Uh, Rafael Devers is interesting. We know we're not talking a lot about the Red Sox. We didn't talk about uh, um, anybody else that, you know, catch your first and second. Red Sox not their strongest positions. But Sampson's been pretty good for Texas. He's kind of turned a corner. Maybe he's an, actually an okay pitcher here. But uh, versus lefties with Devers batting four, I really like him as well. Uh, might not see a lot of ownership on Guerrero, who's got the multi-homer upside. He's pretty cheap still. And a guy like Justin Turner facing a lefty. So, you know, there's a lot of options here. Of course, you can play LeMayhew there as well, I guess, where he's, where he's eligible. But you probably play him at second base if you're playing just because second base is weaker. But there's a lot to like at third base tonight. I'm probably not getting off Arnold or Machado just because, obvious reasons, it's Coors Field. And I'm not playing a ton of GPP lineups. That's probably where I'll stay. But, you know, Devers and, and Vlad Jr., that makes some interesting pivots. Yeah, you mentioned Samson, and they're like projection models are popping. We haven't talked about Apple just yet. Like, Betts is popping to some degree, and, you know, Martinez. You mentioned Devers, and, you know, obviously the Boston's got plenty of guys that are playable. And I think I'm going to have less of Boston than the field, I suspect. I, I, I respect. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what Samson is, but, like, what he's – and I don't think he's as good as he's been of late. He's at, like, what, 18, 19 strikeouts his last two games. I think he went complete game last time out. Um, but I, I think he's – at least there's a pretty decent chance he's good, right? Like – 
I, I just don't see Boston just absolutely pummeling them. Uh, you know, maybe a one-off here or one-off there, but I, I'm not stacking Boston. That's not the plan right now. Uh, and th- that's kind of sort of where I'm at. I don't mind Devers as a one-off. Sure, I suppose you can do it. But um, I just traditionally don't like lefties and Fenway for what it's worth as far as, you know, because the ballpark suppresses homers. It's good for everything else, but not homers. Lefty power. Um, yeah, th- that's a sort of my take. Well, what's your general take as far as Boston? Because that's I, I see people talking about him and I get it, but I think uh, I'm leaning more so towards respecting Samson. It sounds kind of weird. But that's what yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there as well. And I think it's because I really like Colorado and the Yankees. And again, I think I'm only making three or four lines tonight. Usually I make about six. Some nights I play 10 or more. It's just one of those nights where I feel like I'm kind of locked into what I like and I don't need to play any more than that. So Boston's going to miss my cut tonight. I hope Samson continues to be good. Boston is a great, great stack tonight because it's rare you get him at home against a, a pitcher that could be, you know, below average, and you're going to get them at a low ownership because I really feel like Colorado, San Diego, and uh, New York are way ahead of them. So Boston's certainly an interesting stack, and maybe I get a piece as I talk myself into it here. But um, I'm hoping Samson does the job here because uh, at the moment I'm not as key on Boston as most are either. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I think another team might be neglect- neglecting to some degree, and that's possibly because of the, you know, the prices, you know, a little bit of salary cap, obviously, obviously but – like Eduardo Escobar, he's expensive. He's, he's definitely pricey. We, we you know, kind of glossed over Gattel Marte as well. Uh, maybe in a little Arizona stack, make that work there against Betty, who, you know, is not a guy I necessarily respect. And, of course, that bullpen is one of the worst in all of baseball, and you're locked in, you know, for uh, for nine innings, no matter how what the scoreboard says in the ninth. In the ninth. Who knows what kind of pitch you're going to get out of the pen in the ninth inning. So uh, I think I think Arizona, I don't want to say a sneaky stack, but that, that's somebody that I'm considering. Uh, I know you're making, what, two or three lineups, it sounds like, so you're probably not going to get there. Uh, I'm making a few more lineups than that. Maybe I'll get there. We'll see. If nothing else, I think they make some for some interesting one-offs. We'll talk about Peralta as well, too. He's pretty interesting as well. I mean, kind of mentioned the Walker and passing as far as his power potential against Fetty, who uh, has been reverse splitsy. Uh, anything else up there that's worth a mention? Or shall you talk about uh, Pepsi? You want to hit up the old, your position, shortstop? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a little Trevor story here. Again, my top bad of the night love story. If I'm doing my three lineups on each side here, I don't know that I get off them. Of course, you can do utility and infield on Fantasy Draft and, and Fando. So the only site that you need to really kind of get off of story to be different would be DK. And I don't know that I'll do that here. Uh, perhaps once I'll go to Didi Gregoris, who's the other guy that I like as a nice pivot. Really like the lefties versus Nova. You know, Nova might get by tonight. Again, he can be okay with his control and ground balls to righties, but lefties really hit him well. So, so uh, Gregoris is a guy that I really like. And, and Manny Machado, again, you can play him at shortstop as well, where he's shortstop eligible, of course. Fernando, Fernando Tatis Jr. is there. Uh, we've got some pretty good options. Bogarts, if you decide that you want to get on the Red Sox. Cleaver Torres, again, where you can play him at shortstop. So shortstop, unlike second base, is deep. And same with third base. There's lots of options. But Arnold is the top play. Didi's my pivot. I'd like to get some Machado in there, too, on sites that I can't play him at third. But um, for the most part, it's all about story and, uh, and Didi. Is Machado, if you cover up the name, like his, his stats have been bad this year, obviously. Yes. What are you chalking that up to? The, the, I mean, and, and Gray's pretty good on righties. It's just he's a great hitter. It's a great situation, and um, and his price is reasonable. So that's that's why I, I may end up on Machado. But like I said, he's behind Story, and he's behind Didi for me. So with Neilan playing, like I said, three lineups across the board, that might mean that Machado misses the cup. But you still have to consider him. And if you're going to get him at – 12% or 10% or 8% maybe. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, what great this season against Machado. And I don't really know what the percentage is, is going to be as far as Machado. Like, I think most people, I think a lot of people are probably frustrated by him, but he is a discount. Like, if you, the name, you know, they, he, traditionally he'd be more uh, in, in course field. But Gray, like you said, uh, 30% Ks versus righties this year. 
Uh, ISO is at 194 versus Brighties. The uh, the Woba at 335. You know, pretty solid, obviously. Uh, but you know, the ballpark you have to factor in Machado. We have to think it's going to break out at some point. The eventually the talent's going to rise. Uh, let's talk about well here. Here's a couple questions in chat. Uh, let's, let's we might as well knock them out. We'll, we'll knock out questions at the end too, Pepsi. But and I see I think you're multitasking. You're answering questions in chat. You're cheating on me. You're not giving your <laughs> I'm not getting your full attention. I'm trying my best to do it all here. I can multitask a little bit, even though I'm Canadian and all. Well, you know who can multitask better is our fabulous multitasking producer, the D Train. He's over there uh, on the YouTube. He's, he's he's pulling their questions. People are asking questions on YouTube. If you guys are watching us. Feel free to like and subscribe. We much appreciate that. Or even jump over here to rotorrunners.com. We like that as well. Now jump in our chat. It's good times over here. Uh, there are questions. I see you talking about butter tarts too. You have to work. It's the quota. You got to mention butter tarts once per show. Otherwise, the Canadians that are watching get angry. I mean, they're talking snacks. Mel brought up what kind of snacks we talked about tonight. And I'm thinking, oh, butter tarts. That's the way to go. Of course, you know, I love my butter tarts. And then somebody said, well, the barbecue. But you have to have dinner first. You got to start with the barbecue chicken. Then you work the way into the butter tarts. And oh. if I, if I got to go to a, like, I'm interested. This is a good question, actually. If I'm going to go with snacks person, maybe butter tarts isn't a snack. I love Doritos Sweet Chili Heat. Now, I know they're named something different in the States there. When I was there, I had to buy it by a different name. Same idea. It's just um, a little bit different play on the words. But love by Doritos Sweet Chili Heat. I'm curious, what's everybody's favorite snack when they're at home watching a big game? I uh I think they have sweet chili heat in the in the states if I'm not mistaken I I, I, do. I don't part I don't partake it's the same name it's a different name it's the same idea I just called it a little different uh, I think it's the same name pretty I'm sure. pretty sure I was there like a couple months ago eating the same brand that was not the same name so pretty wait. sure I live in America yeah yeah it's a little <laughs> bit off it's like sweet it's like chili sweet something there's no heat in the name I don't think. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm out because once I see heat or chili, I'm out. That's deal breaker for me. I'm heat sensitive. But uh, let's, I'm sure the chat will chime in. This is, this is what gets them. They don't care about Woba or Isolo. Uh, they care about Doritos and, and, and sweet uh, chili heat, I'm sure. So uh, all of a sudden, they're, they're going to get fired up. Yeah. Veggies and dip is good. And it's hard to go wrong with chicken wings, that's for sure. <laughs> Do you guys have Lunchables in, Pep- in, in Canada? Is that, is that Lunchables? I think that was before my time or after my time. No, I never really did the Lunchable thing. No, it wasn't for me. I like uh, I like some chicken and some real meat there. So <laughs> the chat is fight number two of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, why would you argue with the guy who loves it, eat those snacks, and you're going, "Well, I think it's this, but I don't like them. I don't eat them." I don't even know why you have to argue about that. You're probably wrong. There well, I mean, there's a lot of spicy. Somebody's telling me it's sweet and spicy. So, and it's the same as sweet chili heat, just a different name there. So you're wrong for like the ninth time today if you count Big T and I together. <laughs> well, that was yesterday. Maybe a 24-hour window. You count like Yamamoto as well, too. Um, all right. Uh, let's jump to the app. We'll have time for questions and nonsense, and we'll talk treats and all that. And, uh, you know, we have 15 minutes. Oh, no, 18 minutes. Want to get all technical on me. Uh, Outfitters, what do you like there, uh, Pepsi? I mean – San Diego outfielders are going to get overlooked on the internet. So they're interesting. Again, we talked about Boston getting overlooked and really for stack on the Red Sox, it's their entire outfield, right? So, uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's a route to go here. Ian Desmond's a guy that never gets played enough when they're facing lefties. I hate the fact that he's sixth and the Rockies continue to go lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty. I get it's great later on in the game and stuff, but, but I really wish they'd have Desmond hitting four or five behind Arnauto. But Desmond's the guy that could get overlooked tonight. Uh, we talked about Kiki and Taylor at different spots for the Dodgers. Uh, Reynold Gritchick, still too cheap with home and upside. And Nicholas Castellanos is a guy that I really like as well. So I guess the three kind of off-the-board plays for me are Desmond, Gritchick, Castellanos. And is nobody playing Trout versus an average lefty today? No. 
I mean, like somebody is, but like it's going to be, I don't know, 5% or less just off the dome. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. So I, I feel it's interesting. Yeah. I feel it's definitely interesting. So for the, ever, if you're trying to get off of course or you're trying to be a little contrarian, maybe Trout's the top player in the outfield because uh, he's still pretty good. And uh, he's not going to see the ownership, as you mentioned. Uh, according to Maverick in the chat, Pepsi, who probably lives in the States as well, he says there is a chili sweet heat Doritos in America. So there you go. Yeah, sweet chili heat is not the same name as it is over there. I'm telling you, the heat part is missing. I'm going to look <laughs> them up right now just because uh, I, was just, I was just in um, Buffalo, Niagara Falls, New York. That's barely even America. That's like just on the border. Well, all over they have the same style. For whatever reason, I'm not sure why the border crosses and we changed the name. Why does that is Doritos have to send this name to the States and this name to Canada? But uh, um, anyway, they did that. Now i got to look it up here. But I know it's a little bit different. I remember when I bought it the first time, I thought, is this the same one? Yeah, so it's called um, Spicy Sweet Chili. Yeah. That's what it's called in America, and it's Sweet Chili Heat here. So well, Whatever, man. It's the same yeah. thing. Well, actually, those are different names. <laughs> You were wrong again. <laughs> Speaking of Canada, uh, you, you talk about those San Diego outfielders. Let's see if I can get this right, Pepsi. Massasagua, Massasagua's own? Is that Mississauga. Mississauga. Ah, oh, man, I butchered that one. Uh, Josh Naylor, that's where he was born. If he cracks the lineup, he lefty there against Gray, of course, seven for the lefties, as opposed to the righties on that San Diego side. 11 and a half is the total in that game, which that's a big number. Uh, and Gray's a pretty decent pitcher, and Strom's not the worst. These aren't the worst pitchers, but uh, definitely noted. We don't want to see any just yet. Maybe it'll be coming out shortly. Um, yeah. So they're asking about playing the Boston outfielders in cash. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree. I guess they're, they're all playable. Probably not JBJ, though, right? Or oh, I go to Ben Attendee, right? I don't, I don't think you have to go to Boston in cash again. I think they're a better tournament player with Samson pitching better, and of course, the Yankees and Corridors being there, but. Uh... Yeah, I think they're more of a GBP play. I don't think you got to pay up in cash. But Maverick did reply, unlike you, Dean, and apologize for being wrong. This is the victory lap you want to take, Pepsi. I will say, please note, guys, that Dean is still yet to apologize for being wrong. <laughs> he's not going to do it. This is something Dean, for some reason, can't do. He can't admit that he's wrong and apologize. I don't know why. I'm just going to divert the conversation because I didn't there think when I was in Canada. You guys don't – Reese's doesn't own the pieces. It's uh, There's no apostrophe. It's Reese pieces, right? Yes. One of our other fights that we had where you were wrong again and probably didn't apologize, you said, no, it's Reese's. And I'm going, no, it's Reese. And sure enough, in Canada, it's Reese. And you flip to the States, and it becomes Reese's. So uh, so we were both correct from our perspective. Well, you were arguing that there was no Reese was the argument. I'm like, there is Reese. And sure I, enough, there was. I said he owns them all. Uh, and he does in America, but uh, in Canada, I guess it's just up for grabs, I suppose. Um, who are your favorite stacks, Pepsi? It's Colorado 1, New York Yankees 2. Um, I guess Boston would be 3, but I, I'm probably not going. Again, for whatever reason, I'm kind of locked into Colorado Yankees. I've tinkered with some lineups, and I got 3 across the board in each side. And that's all I'm probably going to do. So I'm very much on just Colorado Yankees and some pieces. I think that there's a couple things interesting. The Blue Jays are cheap again. They're certainly playable versus, you know, in that bullpen. But the White Sox, for some reason, keep popping in my head. I don't know why. The Yankees' bullpen's good. But half hasn't been the same pitcher. A lot of righty power in that lineup for the White Sox. If you want something completely crazy, I don't think it's too crazy to load up with guys like uh, Hernan, uh, Tim, Tim Anderson, Abreu, Eli Jimenez. I, I think the White Sox are that uh, $2, $3 play when you got to beat 5000 Another question I saw pop up in chat, and start a little of those questions. We'll get to them shortly. Uh, we'll knock them out before we step aside and get out of here. 
we talked about Flaherty. He's going to be super popular, uh, you know, because he's a pretty good pitcher, and also because the price kind of sort of puts you there, and it makes sense from a dollar, you know, dollar perspective. Um, what do you think of the Mets as like a contrarian, like leverage play? Because I don't love them. Maybe a couple, but I, I can't see fully stacking. But I understand why somebody would do it, especially in like a big field tournament. What's your thoughts as far as New York? It's interesting just because, of course, a lot of people are going to be Flaherty, but I won't be going there. Again, not playing enough to go there. And I, I wonder how many. I'd have to be 20-plus to go to the Mets tonight, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of my thought process. I mean, I don't mind Conforto as a one-off. I don't mind Alonzo as a one-off or even playing those two together. McNeil is kind of a guy that needs, like, he needs more than one event, typically, or he has to come up with like, the bases loaded and, like, put, put a ball in the gap or something like that. Um, like when I'm, when I'm playing one-offs, Pepsi, and I presume you, you need a guy like, you need the Pedro Serrano type, right? You, know, you need the guy that can do it on his own. He doesn't need Joe Boo. He doesn't need his teammates. And, you know, McNeil kind of sort of somewhat needs his teammates. Uh, all right. We're going to do a screen share here in a second, Pepsi. And uh, let's see what's going down in the old, I say lineup HQ because I like to be efficient. You like to say lineup headquarters because, you know, you want to be technically correct, I suppose. Sure. Why not? Uh, don't you like people being all tactical? I well, I guess I suppose it, that is the gimmick, right? Uh, let's see. What do we have as far as ownership? I'm pulling up the pictures right now or as far as the uh, umpire data. All the umpire data is in with the exception of Kershaw versus Lester. That's a brand new series, I believe. Is that a new series? I think it is, right? That would make sense. Uh, Granky versus Genoa, extreme hitters umpire. We talked about Bailey versus Boyd having an extreme hitters umpire. Also, Baltimore, there's a hitters umpire there as well. The one pitcher's umpire is Hap versus Nova. I mean, I just would, yeah, I'm not playing Nova. Hap, I guess, maybe. If you're playing yeah, maybe I don't love the White Sox as much now. I don't know. I, again, it was just a crazy one-off stack that I thought might be interesting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's another reason why to give the edge to Colorado over uh, over uh, New York if there's an extreme pitcher's umpire there. And, again, we talked about it earlier when we talked about Boyd having an extreme hitter's umpire and DeGrom having the pitcher's umpire. That would give me the edge for DeGrom over Boyd. Have you seen the ownership or Flaherty, by the way, the projected? This is for tournaments, not for cash, as far as the projected ownership. We're looking at over 50% ownership on Flaherty. Uh, you know, again, we keep talking about why he's just underpriced and the Mets aren't terribly overpowering. And, you know, sure, you don't, you don't have to have it. And you said before, you're only making so many lineups, but you're going to be above that 50%, right? Uh, absolutely. I don't think I'm going to have a lineup without him. Um, I, you know, as I mentioned, I'm going to go Skaggs. I might go Boyd. I might go uh, DeGrom. I might go Bailey, but they're all going to have Flaherty, I believe, unless I end up doing something strange or I just want to get off of him once. The plan right now is to have him 100% of my lineups. And again, I'm only doing three GPP lineups per site. In cash, I'd have him as well. Um, but uh, what's interesting too in the K prop here, Dean, is he's the second highest uh, potential K rate here at six and a half, too. So it's just. Best bang for your buck on the site, really, is Flaherty. That's why I'm all over Seeing if anything pops, anything kind of sort of interesting from a hitter's perspective. Or let's just see what we have as far as the core plays. Cheese. Cheese is good. Uh, he has the core plays for today. Let's see who he's. Rowdy Talese. Hey, he's there because the matchup's pretty good. Nice ballpark. And, of course, we live in the world of a salary cap, and he's super cheap. Uh, he, I guess he wants to spend up on Trevor Story, don't we all? Kiki uh, is leading off. Kiki Hernandez leading off there versus Lester. Uh, a nice value play. And he likes Hicks in the outfield, too. So. Yeah, he didn't necessarily throw those Red Sox in there. I'm curious if Notorious highlights him or not as far as his cash game plays. Let's see, his outfield cash game plays. Yeah, I mean, he's got Betts and J.D., and he talks about Josh Naylor, assuming he cracks it once again, Kiki Hernandez. Uh, and Ian Desmond's kind of sort of cheap, although Desmond, again, you know, mixed results. But, you know, Coors Field versus the lefty, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Stevie's got your salary plays, and SDL Cards has your tournament plays. 
Uh, are we loading up here as far as questions in the chat? Oh, give me some, give me some homers, Pepsi. Three guys. Who, who's going yard? And Jack in a bag. Who's going to bang one and swipe one? All right. And still this Padres lineup, but hopefully it's out shortly here. But uh, top guy for home runs, Trevor Story, mid-tier, Manny Machado, value, Rowdy, Rowdy, Talese. And my Jack in the bag, I wrote up Trevor Story in the expert survey. I also like Will Myers a lot. So how about two guys that could go Jack in the bag tonight? That, that's the move, Pepsi, because it's volume. <laughs> All people remember the ones you get right. They forget the ones you get wrong. Just throw out a, throw out a third guy just for fun. No, no, that's, that's getting a little bit too greedy. But uh, I, I almost switched it to Myers. I thought I can't go to Myers when you write up in your expert survey that he has jack and bag upside. So, okay, I got to get both. All right. Questions are compiling here in the RG chat. Let's knock out some. Uh, cheap outfielder not named Taylor for Fandle Cash. So you have a cheap Fandle outfielder specific to Fandle? Ooh, I know it was like 23 down there. Um, I was going to say Gritchuk, but he's like 3 or 29. So that's something I haven't dug into a whole lot. That's something I probably do more of as I build some lineups here. Um, I'm scrolling through real quick, trying to see if somebody pops up to help you. But, uh, no, I think the guy, Taylor's probably the lowest I would go down there. Um, yeah, I got nothing for you right off the top of my head here, guys. I haven't dug that low here. But uh, Let's do this, Pepsi. You know how you, you have the, the lineups page, you put it on FanDuel, and you can take the scroller and you put it to like, What's cheap? What are we going to say? 2-9, two 2-8? Yeah. Two well, I, mean, I mean, you got Gritchick at 2-8 alike. I don't know if that's cheap enough for him. So, I mean, you know, I think Taylor's 2-3. So, if he's talking down that low, I mean, I don't know if there's anybody better than Taylor. But, uh, well, Gritchick's not playing. Uh, Dyson leading off versus Betty. He's 2-9. I don't mind that. Did you say Gritchick's not playing? Correct. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I missed yeah. that. I even looked at the Jays live and didn't realize that. Yeah, so we can't recommend Gritchick then. Yeah. Cross him off the list. Like Stevie Wilkerson's cheap, but he stinks. Uh, Santander's cheap, whatever. Uh, Guriel's 2-9. Uh, Hernandez at 2-5. Anybody else kind of sort of pop here? Uh, Jacoby Jones leading off for a summer. Bailey is cheap. That's about the best you can say about yeah, him. I'd probably tell him Tay Oscar then if he's got to get off of Taylor. Taylor's the best player there, but if you need another one or something else, Tay Oscar's got a home run upside. Mm-hmm. I don't mind him, but uh, there's not a lot to like down there at all. I don't want to pick on uh, Stroman, so. If you have a few more dollars, I don't mind Dyson, but I agree. I think that's the play. Uh, thoughts on a mini Tampa Bay stack? Nobody's talking about Tampa, so at least we aren't. Yeah, I'm not really on Tampa Bay either. I mean, it's fine. There's not a ton of power versus lefties. There. They will walk a little bit, so walk, 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 slam maybe a couple times. I don't know how, they, how they're going to get there. I much prefer Skaggs to the Tampa Bay bats. So, again, I'd, I'd have to be a good 10-plus laps before I even consider Tampa, to be honest. Yeah, and you're probably not going to be on this. You know, put on your GVP large field hat for this one. But the the St. Louis stack, I I played him yesterday. Didn't work out for me. Uh, versus Degrom, any interest in St. Louis? I'd have to play a hundred lineups before I got there, and uh, I don't think I've ever done that before. So I mean, I, I get it kind of, but yeah, no. Who's your favorite one-off? You're playing in one guy in St. Louis, Carpenter. I'll go Goldsmith, even though you usually want to go the lefty, but Goldsmith's the guy that's got the big uh, upside. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not doing I understand why somebody would, and there's a, a 2% chance we're wrong on this, and it just blows up in our face. But, uh, you know, I understand being different in tournaments, but that's just not a route I'm taking. Uh, Hicks versus Conforto. I'm on the Hicks side there. Absolutely. Really like Hicks. Again, I mentioned, I didn't mention him in the infield there we talked about, but I talked a lot about uh, Didi and the lefties versus uh, Nova. So Hicks would be my second favorite lefty Yankee bat. Uh, Grichik, Puelo, or Fletcher for DK Cash? Well, definitely not Grichik. Got to cross him off the list because he's not playing. Uh, Fletcher is not a guy I consider. He is leading off versus Yarbrough, but 
I'm not a big Fletcher fan per se. Um, Fletcher, who's the other guy, sorry? Uh, Puelo, his teammate, he's batting fifth there. I feel like they can do better than that. They're both with 3-9 and 4-1. We can get a better outfielder for 4-1 and less on DK, right? I feel like we can. Yeah, I think we can do better than that. Let's uh, let's do better. What, 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 I mean, Juan Soto's 4-1. I know it's cranky, but I would just bet on the talent of Juan Soto if you're going to force me to pick one of those three guys. I'm going there right now to have a peek just to see what I like here. Um, you mentioned Merrifield, too, in the Jack yeah. set, but I would go to Castellanos there. I love Castellanos. Bailey can get hit hard. If I'm on Bailey, the one guy that scares me is, is Castellanos. So I think Castellanos is probably the guy I would go. Yeah, I would play Soto, Merrifield, or Castellanos over any of those guys that were mentioned there. Uh, Adrian Sampson, is he okay for tournaments? I think he's okay for tournaments. I wouldn't say he's great, but I'd say he's okay. You're talking about an SB2, I guess. Yeah, I, I probably can't go there. Boston's so patient. They're so good. I, there's just no upside there. I mean, I know he's had some big games. I'm hoping he's turned the corner. It keeps the Boston bats quiet. But are we looking at six innings and six Ks for him tonight? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, not for me. I mean, for what? Uh, what are we talking here? The difference in price we're talking is a thousand bucks to Flaherty. Man, I feel way better about that. Well, we're talking ownership and we're talking leverage. Like that, that's the conversation. It's yeah. not like who's a better play. It's like I think I go all the way down to Bailey and load up in bats before I go to Samson. I really do. But uh, hopefully, Samson pitches well. I got a funky uh, twofer for you: Jacoby Jones and Kristen Stewart uh, versus Didi and Dom Smith. I mean, Didi's the only player I like, so I'll go that route. Usually I want to go with the two mid-tier guys there, but uh, it's definitely Didi combination. Uh, Vladdy versus David Freeze. I think that's clearly Vladdy. Yes, it is. Freeze is interesting, though. He always seems to produce versus lefties. But again, like you said, Dean, that, uh, um, you know, he might get yanked pretty quickly in that game. He rarely sticks around for four bats. Hey, Pepsi, when is the CFL starting? They're talking about the CFL in chat. You're supposed to be the, uh, the resident here authority. Uh, Canadian Football League, is that going down tonight? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't follow CFL at all. I, even my NFL, you know, days have uh, teared off a little bit here. So, uh, yeah, I'm not a big uh, CFL guy whatsoever. I can name all the teams, but I have no idea who's playing on them. Yeah, well, I mean, rest assured, if, if uh, Toronto is uh, in, in the finals, or what is it, the Grey Cup? Is that what they call it? You will all <laughs> of a sudden be a uh, an Argonauts uh, fan. Uh, I, I probably would watch the game in that case. Actually, my buddy, Richard Carey Carey, used to play in the CFL as a defensive back. So, uh I used to follow him a little bit when he was there, but um, look at your name dropping, man. Yeah, that's a, I can name a CFL player for you, Doug Flutie. I, I watched Doug Flutie back in the day too. But uh, Ishmael, Rocket Ishmael, the Argo, the old school Argos. But uh, if the Argos were in the Super Bowl, or sorry, the uh, the Grey Cup, I'd probably watch it. But if they're dominating, I'm still not watching the regular season. So I'm just not a big CFL fan. Look at you with Rocket Ishmael. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, stack up the Yankees for me. How you doing it? All right, let's look at the lineup here real quick here. Um, you know, I want Didi and Hicks one and two, then Sanchez three, Voight four. But Mayhew's a guy I don't have to have because, again, it takes him several hits to get there. But this is a matchup where you can get there. And, and Gleber Torres is a guy that's got more power. So two through six is what I prefer. Two, three, five is a must. Uh, thoughts on the Cuddies against Kershaw? No, Kershaw is still too good. I mean, I, I, you're stretching, guys. I understand you're reaching, and, and every once in a blue moon, DeGrom's going to get beat up, and you'd be the guy that's on it maybe. But you play that slate 100 times, you lose 99 and a half. Is a half a thing there in that case? Probably not. But you get the point. Um, no, I'm not touching the Cubbies here tonight. Again, you'd have to play the slate 100 times before they'd knock him around, I think. I'm not sure if this is cash or tournament or what, but this is an interesting little two for Arenado and Flaherty versus Vladdy and DeGrom. That's Arenado and Flaherty for me. All right. Uh, Hicks versus Benintendi. Hicks. Yeah, they're asking who our favorite Dodgers are. 
Uh, Kiki, number one, I will say Turner, two, and then uh, Chris Taylor, three, in terms of price per dollar. Who's my captain in NBA tonight? I'm, I don't think I'm playing NBA, but if I was, it's probably Curry. I think uh, I think it's I think Curry's probably your captain. Uh, and yeah, like Kiki, as far as the Dodger from a dollar perspective, he makes the most sense. But you know, we talked about Trout. Like he's, nobody's really going to play Trout in this slate. You know, yeah. relatively speaking, is Bellinger going to be lost in this slate too? Uh, because absolutely, like, absolutely, he, he's got mammoth power versus lefty. So if you're stacking the Dodgers, you you don't leave Bellinger off. Absolutely not, because if he knocked Lester out three or four innings, you know, I mean, now Bellinger's getting some. Uh, Get some right-handed uh, pitching in there, but uh, Bellinger hits lefties well, so do not fade him in a Dodger stack. This must be a, a fantasy draft question, I presume. Uh, Trout versus Arenado, like a utility play. I'm still going Arenado, but if you're trying to be different, obviously Trout's the play. Yeah, it, it, it just depends on what you want to do. Like Arenado makes more sense, but Trout probably beats him. I don't know, just pulling the number forty uh, percent of the time, right? Thirty-five, forty, whatever it is. Yeah. And the ownership difference is probably going to be greater than the amount of times Trout beats him. So, like, the math says probably play Trout. But, like, you know, Arenado's at home versus the lefty. Let's finish strong here, Pepsi. Uh, oh, just I was trying to – all right. Uh, just give me something good, Pepsi. Summarize the slate. Tell me that the Raptors are going to win it all tonight. It'll pu- puff your chest out. All right. So, Matthew Boyd, Jacob DeGrom at the top for pitching. Boyd has an extreme hitter's umpire. So, maybe DeGrom is the better play. The pivot off them is Price. Uh, mid-tier, we want Flaherty. Lots of Flaherty. The pivot is Skaggs. You really want to save some money. We don't mind Homer Bailey in a good matchup. Offense, it's Colorado first. It's the Yankees second. Boston, not seeing a huge ownership here. So maybe you could take advantage of that. And the Raptors win on the road. And like the St. Louis Blues last night, won their first ever world championship. Well, uh, let me be the first to say congratulations on that. <laughs> He's Pepsi. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Oh.